Hi, comic book readers, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a live comic book review show where we talk about comic books and comic book movies, and then we uh, review them for you. And also, we recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should buy yourselves. Uh, of course, if you're catching the show on audio, like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating. That would help us out and weed out some of the naysayers out there. But you know what? doesn't really matter. You know, we get paid either way. We don't get paid on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so it really doesn't matter. But I'm glad you're listening to us anyway. Yeah. If you're watching us here on YouTube, of course, if you want to help us out more directly, you can do so by simply subscribing to the channel and liking the video. Somehow the likes help. I don't know how. I've never been explained why. But uh, Mr. Sunday thinks so, so uh, I'm inclined to agree. But yes, uh, I'm really excited to uh, talk about today's episode because we're talking about two massive Marvel Cinematic Universe entries into Phase 5. And uh, for my money, some of the best that we've gotten. But I don't want to spoil too much. I just want to talk more specifically about those in a minute. But before we do, of course, we're also going to talk about comic books. So uh, let's talk first. Yeah. sandwich it a little bit we're gonna talk about loki we're gonna talk about loki season two and if i may oh, please. if you're live in our chat right now hold your spoilers please. for the movie until we get to that portion of the show this is true this also that'll, includes super chats yeah, please don't spoil the yeah, show or movie just, in the super chats yeah initially yeah just because we want to wait and give people a chance if they want to hear some loki chat they want to hear some comic book chat give them a chance to get out of here when we get to the spoiler section. Exactly. All right? so please hold off, and we appreciate you very much. Yes, if you want to help out the show uh, in any kind of uh, financial way, you can always super chat us by uh, using super chats in the comments or chat below or adjacent to the video, and uh, those uh, will go into the show. It'll be part of the show forever. We'll read it here on the program. And, uh, of course, if you uh, are catching that after the fact, you can do super thanks or simply go to patreon.com slash compop to help us out more directly. But, of course, uh, none of that is required. Uh, none of our shows are behind pay walls unless it's early access which of course is only for our other show on youtube.com slash come for back issues uh yeah which is out right now actually for uh for patrons yeah. yeah you want to talk about some loki let's talk about some loki yeah loki season two um so i will tell you that uh the first season you know i was very excited for it and i really enjoyed it for the majority of it i'd say i liked i liked something about every single episode i liked the entire se- season and I was uh, almost a little bit disappointed that there was going to be a season two. I was kind of hoping that it was going to transition into like a movie or that it was going to have some kind of fallout. Obviously, you know, with the implication of Kang or he who remains, there was some kind of expectation sure. that it was going to be the like big bad and it was going to factor it in some way. And instead, it really just carried over into the second season yeah. of the show, Yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, yeah. good idea. No, I um, I know I remembered the first season, but I'll be honest with you that I when we started this season, it felt like it came out like 10 years ago. Right. Because I had. It was during COVID. I had. Well, yeah. Which didn't help. Like, you know, there's this like there's a weird, I don't know, like memory block for me for that time period for like certain things. Like I had like key moments from the show in my head. Yes. Like I was like, I remember like some of the beats, but I, I felt like I probably. Could use a refresher. Use a refresher, which I appreciated their opening. Like, hey, last time on Loki kind of thing where they gave you some stuff. But I was like. There definitely was more things that I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's on me. If I really had wanted to, I could have like gone and rewatched some of it, you know, especially those last few episodes of season one. Yeah. Um, but I had like nothing but positive vibe memories of it. So I was like, all right, let's get into to season two. Yeah. Yeah. And admittedly, in the beginning of it, I felt a little lost and almost as though it was a little slow. Absolutely. No, like see, starting uh, off. Well, I, I happen to love the first episode. The first episode of Loki, I think, really grabbed me. I really liked the tone and really? how uh, where we were. Okay. Uh, the And the mystery that was associated, knowing that it was mm. done. 
knowing mm-hmm. that they had shot the whole thing, that it wasn't one of those like, well, this is a mid-season thing. Like, uh, you know, sure, th- there's a sure. big, uh, you know, problem with the MCU, particularly all of their um, TV projects and their approach to them mm-hmm. and how like they shot five episodes of Daredevil and then threw them all away. And now they're going to get showrunners and pilots and all this stuff. You know, part of my enthusiasm for any Marvel TV program was the idea that Marvel Studios was going to make essentially long form content. Right. That was something that was exciting to me because it meant that they were able to keep all the crap out. Uh, of course, we all know where that where, where that ended up. But like, you know, we could avoid some pitfalls of where S.H.I.E.L.D. ended up or how Inhumans turned out or any of the other spinoff shows that claimed to be part of the universe but didn't i cite most season twos of all the netflix marvel shows but like or threes but that was not the case uh though loki i think benefited directly from the fact that they were marvel studios just making this marvel production and even though it seems that they're changing things up and going forward, they're going to have a more TV approach Mm. to their productions. I'm like, Oh no, but I feel like after Loki season two, you finally got it right. You figured out how to make a serialized installation of the franchise without also making it feel like a six hour movie. Cause Loki does not feel like a six hour movie. I don't think you can super cut this, you know, moon Knight, Falcon Winter Soldier, even one no one not WandaVision, but all the other ones, uh, you can probably squish them together, cut out the fat, and make a pretty exciting two-hour cut right, of right. most of those pro of, of most of those shows. Mm. With Loki, it benefits directly from it being this new kind of sh- TV show. Right, right. Uh, and and so I really liked it. And I'm sad that like it came now after we heard about the kind of like new approach to Marvel TV. Because I feel like this should be a, a watermark. This is this is a high benchmark for the for for their out like for, for their output. You know, I mean, ver- this versus you know, I, I think Wandavision is one of the strongest showings. This dwarfs it for me. So okay, yeah, no, I, that's that's fair. That's really fair. Right? Like I, at the end of the day, I really liked the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first few episodes, I struggled. I, Certainly, I, I struggled to become invested again. Mm with what was going on yeah um episode two was definitely the lowest point of the show was, for me that was real rough because yes. like i appreciate like you like you mentioned there were parts of episode one i, I definitely enjoyed mm-hmm. like i like ouroboros for me was a, as a high point oh, every time he was on screen i, I was like this yep. is great kaya kwan's amazing uh wonderful incredible. edition and uh it wasn't one of those things where like we didn't know because the last thing we saw him in was the goonies you know it's it, it's because of his entry in uh, everything everywhere all, all at once that kind of like showed his range and mm-hmm. showed like because for a lot of us western viewers that was kind of like the last time we saw him so yeah. you know and, and and so we were able to go like oh no he, he is acting he is doing something he is creating something and, yeah and and yeah his 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 addition to this cast was welcome and, and delightful although the returning cast members were also uh, uh at their a game i would say uh, for sure you know obviously tom Hiddleston's the breakout because he's the star and the executive producer of the entire series yes uh and was gonna give himself like you know it's like that uh that extras episode where it's like you know when you act as you only can say yes or no but when you're writing you're creating your own opportunities <laughs> uh but yeah no uh tom Hiddleston's amazing obviously the return of owen wilson as mm-hmm. uh, mobius and uh at all you know his other identity uh mm-hmm. was great um and and you know everybody else in the show like there was no weak point in yeah. the show which i was like 
wow, what a mm -hmm. refreshing experience this is that everyone acting in the show did a great job. I even think, uh, you know, even like some of those characters that they were doing bit parts like Tara Strong, nice job. Like yeah. different kind of voice, different kind of approach. Uh, you know, I, I I hate to I don't want to get into like the politics of any of these sure. particular Fair. not politics, but more like the the controversies that are surrounding some of these actors, especially when they're alleged or, you know, it's up in the air again. I'm not going to get into that, but I will say like there were some strong performances in the yeah. show and uh, and it just made me enjoy the show all the more mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and, and made me forget any of the any of the, the noise surrounding it, which is always nice. Uh, you know, we're, we're becoming way too connected to like blurring the lines between entertainment and and and, and politics slash the noise mm -hmm. from the like from the machine right capital right, right, M. right uh and so this was nice just kind of like watch the show and enjoy the show for what it is mm -hmm. and 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 remember that it's part of like a thing yeah you know like there was something more direct in the first season when loki opens a drawer and he finds a whole bunch of infinity stones and it's like i spent like two whole movies like looking for one of these things and like yeah. I, I you know what i mean and now they're just junk in a drawer i can't yeah leave. and and while that is a great moment for him to kind of like shake him out of his like you know priorities yeah it's also like a real marvel universe victory lap easter egg with like look at the infinity stones remember those yeah this show very little of that if any well yeah i mean i that for me was the like tearing him the down season, I mean. yeah. yeah this like the first season one was like tearing loki down yes. and, and having him like even though it's set across something much grander than than himself mm -hmm. it is really about him and it's about learning that you know, everything that he thought he was or wanted to be is wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And Which is great because it informs his character and his uh, his direction. Yeah. And in this one, it was a, a bit of a continuation of that, but mm -hmm. on the other side of it. Like yes. he's coming, he's like, all right, I've accepted this. And now where am I going next? Right. We're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because you, know, you could watch all of season one and think like, oh, Loki's going to betray them. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. And But this season was Loki being like, I'm a part of the TVA. Yes. Like I'm, I'm part of this and I care about these people. Yeah. And I understand something larger than myself, which we started seeing a little bit of mm -hmm. in some of the movies. We, we got a little glimmer yeah, of, that, in, of in, the potential in, in game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, of, of or infinity war, infinity war. Uh, of what he could be. And this really kind of rounds out that, that character arc for him. Yeah. Um, but it felt like a few episodes early on were just kind of info dumping. Yes, on like us. yeah, maybe it was an expectation of, or of filler. Of, I could, it was hard to tell. It was like this combination of like you have to know this information, mm -hmm. but also how far can we like? Yeah, it could be. Like, it, it, I can't. It, tell. it could be that we only had four episodes worth of content in this show, or it could be that the show itself know. didn't like the showrunners didn't trust you enough to carry this concept because by the end like by episode six mm -hmm. they show don't tell for a lot of it you know you are expected to just be like yeah we gave you the plot we spent two at, le at least three episodes yes explaining what the plot was and what the rules are and yes. how to and how to follow it we're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna take the training wheels off now and just let you enjoy the show right right and 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 follow along using like cinematography acting and music and that's it right right you know no expository no unnecessary expository dialogue and i'm like wow all right cool uh but again that was exactly what i what i i was not expecting but also what i got with the show um but yeah by the time we got to episode four thing switched over although you know from the teaser that we got at the end of one of the movies i think quantumania where they showed you victor timely and all that stuff mm -hmm. i'm like okay so i think i have a feeling i know where this is going especially when i was getting info from people who were getting like screeners and we mm -hmm. have screeners but i'm i, I don't like to, to cast a 
like janky looking version of the show with mm-hmm. my name across it. I'd rather just watch the show, especially because I always get the screener links like a day before or the day of the show's release. Yeah. And I'm like, how I, helpful is this? Additionally, we were like, I had also kind of taken over our like, our like TV. Oh yes, our viewing watching. <laughs> our viewing time with uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Yes. Because <laughs> it wasn't also that we just like, watched the show you were like no we're going to take our time with this show as well yeah, so really but uh but i'm glad we actually came back and, and i'm glad we didn't binge this show because uh by episode five certainly by episode four but by ep- the time we, we finished episode five i was champing at the bit to finish this show not because i was like i can't wait for it to be over but i just need to see oh that's interesting where this goes i was not as passionate about this but i still enjoyed it and actually the last episode i was i that was the highlight for me no it was and i guess I mean, that's really just it's the culmination it's it's just it's it's groundhog's day yeah that, that's <laughs> that's fine like and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but I, i'm like obviously that's why i'm interested in this is mm-hmm. you know tom hiddleston being charming as ever yes because a lot of the the strength of i think what got me through some of the lulls for yes. me were it was the um the the, the chemistry ca- the chemistry between tom hiddleston and most of his supporting or the other actors yes because they're it, i think they've moved beyond just being supporting actors no no they they're all the core. they're part of the show like yeah. when, when there's a scene where there are many scenes where we see the core group mm-hmm. multiple times in one shot and i'm like these are, this is the, these are the cast members yeah you know yeah. and there was a real like there were there were some concerns i had with the show because of my preconceived ideas about what marvel was trying to do or what marvel lets things like let's happen because of their uh kind of like feet desking like let the showrunners do what they want i don't really care we're all just kind of benefiting from our own like success but i was surprised i was surprised Mm -hmm. by directions Mm -hmm. of characters you know like there there is a real there's a real version of this movie in the multiverse where ravona renslayer became the main character Oh, sure. Or like, or we did a whole other season of like, we got to make sure that Sylvie knows she's the most important person on the, uh, in the multiverse or, you know what I mean? Like there's just these elements where I'm like, they they were definitely some of the weaker points of the previous season that were only made stronger in this season when they Mm -hmm. recognize like what the show's about and how do we get to it? Right, 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 right. Um, Even Sylvie gives, is given not work to do, but you know, cause she kind of gets out of the way of the plot. Yeah. Uh, because I think she was more of a MacGuffin in the first season. And then in this season, they're like, it, there were there were clear moments where I'm like, either they had a different idea about what to do with her or they had nothing to do. Like, they were like, I don't know what to do with her anymore. Right. Because there are right. scenes where she just literally gets out of the way of the of the movie. I guess <laughs> or the show. because they were like, she, we wanted to be a part of the show, but the entire last season was about chasing her down. Yes. And so it's like, and then now, the first two episodes are let's get her back. And I'm like, Oh yeah. God. So it's like, hang on, let's, let's give a little room for some of the other characters to, to shine. Right. Um, yeah. And we get like, I don't like, I remember Eugene Codero's character visibly from the show. Yeah. But only in this episode, in this season, was he given any like, dialogue that's memorable or any scenes that he can actually work with like there's there are everyone in this show even ravona renslayer to, to some degree was given more to do in this yes. and yet it didn't feel overfull, overstuffed no no not at all yeah um i i you know i think more i'm sitting here thinking about it yeah i think it's just as you were mentioning the the idea of what this type of show is mm-hmm. i think that's what threw me off and if i were in a position to rewatch, you know, 12 hours of content between season <laughs> one and season two. Yeah. Um, but I would find it was probably 
a better watch. Yes. You know, almost like, you know, instead of reading month to month, read mm -hmm. like, you know, reading the trade, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm wondering if season two doesn't operate necessarily like what the way that a season two typically operates because the beginning of season two felt like a lot of cleanup yes yes it was like okay here's like, what worked here's what didn't and here's what i want the show to be now right but also like oh we have to deal with a whole bunch of stuff we left over in season one which is fair and i appreciate we did dressing it 100 yeah. but we go so hard on that at, at the start mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i'm like what is this about right where are we going i definitely did not get the identity of the show yeah for the first two episodes and that could just be from like you know approaching it from a standard season one season two sort of setup where yeah. it's like typically yes we deal with stuff from the first season but like we don't just like lace the first couple of episodes with just dealing with that stuff. right no um and and so like i don't like again like i don't i did not have a negative experience with this at all i just found myself didn't at find times, yourself i didn't find myself as like oh my gosh yeah yeah like well, and again they're, they're very different things but like fall the house of Usher, like i had to really pace myself where yes. i was just like i could we could just watch this whole thing right exactly but i really don't want to i really want to like watch one and then the next night watch another one like i just wanted them to set in i wanted but like i by the end of that, like I was like, I literally cannot wait yeah. to see how this is going to go. And That's I kind of already know how it's going to go. Yes. So I didn't have that experience with this, mm -hmm. but I still enjoyed myself. Right. Well, I, uh, I I felt like it was going to be a slog. I even put myself out there on Twitter where I was like, is, is the show pacing as bad as episode two? And some people, I remember one person said that, uh, wait until episode four, then it's really, really when it starts getting going. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, there's six episodes of the show. Yeah. Right? Like you're saying that two thirds of the show is bad. Yeah. It's and that it's bad. Because the first episode I loved. Right. And then the second episode I did not. But I still appreciate what was going on. I just didn't really connect with it. And I was very disappointed by the pacing, mm -hmm. just the editing of the show. Yeah. And by episode three, I'm like, okay, I'm back in. And then four ramps it up. Five, I think, was like a really, really strong showing. But it only got better. Mm -hmm. Each mm -hmm. each episode incrementally raised the stakes and started to like show its hand about where it's going until we finally got to the, to the, to the last episode. Mm -hmm. Which again, like, there's a lot to love about the ending of the show. And it's a wonderful opportunity for them to end that saga or move it to another place or simply make it a kind of like, you know, Chekhov's gone, maybe one day we'll deal with this. Yeah. We'll hang it up on the wall and deal with this another time. Like, yep. And and here's where we get into spoilers. I want to spoil it a little bit. Loki, that is. Loki, Not that is. Loki. So Loki we'll season two. So it's still end... no, still no Marvel spoilers, no. please. But uh, Loki season two, the end of the show, Loki basically like finds religion and becomes the god he wants to be, uh, and flies in the face of like fate and fortune and 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 all the things that he thought were what he was looking for, and inevitably becomes uh, what is actually known in the comics as the god of stories. Yeah. And so he uses these like inborn power of his to like reignite the life within the multiverse and kind of like feed it himself yep. uh, on a throne that he sought from the beginning and uh, turns the whole damn multiverse on its side and reignites what I thought immediately was the, was, was Idrisil. Yeah. was the world tree. Yeah. I don't know if it is, or if it's more like a metaphor because of course, like you pointed out, <laughs> well, we were watching it and I was like, Oh, of course it's going to be a tree because of the iconography of that mythology. But I was also like, they just keep talking about pruning and, and like, branches. And, and branches, it's like, well, of course like, it's, it's going to be a tree. It's going to be a tree. Uh, but it's like, but it works in so many, like and when I say so many, I mean, two levels where Loki comes from as guardian myth and legend, the world tree is a huge element of that 
but also they're talking about branches and and and, and pruning and whatnot. They use this kind of like plant like metaphor. Yeah. Um, but they don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah. No one says there could have easily been a moment where Sylvie says a tree, of course. And it's like, ugh. like, you know, there could have been, but there were no moments like that throughout this show mm -hmm. where characters just say what they're feeling or point at the thing that they don't trust the audience to understand. Yeah. Even though it's like pretty basic stuff, you know, it's not terribly hard to understand, but it was also just nice to be trusted as an mm. audience member for mm. once, especially with something that like we've been watching for 10 years. Yeah. So that's really nice. I really liked that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we put Loki over there and like Loki is this reluctant, but you know, forward facing accepting, you know, character that, you know, embraces his fate and takes it on mm -hmm. and, and, and goes to places that he, uh, you know, otherwise would never have done without the growth. He experiences from the show we watched. Right. Ooh, what a novel concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it too because it, it gives him an opportunity to actually take charge of his his fate because I mean yeah. he always has been he's always been trying to like change it trying to mm -hmm. do something but it, it seems always a half-hearted measure because like some part of him knows it's not what he's meant to do or that like the the route that he was following like he didn't want to be a bad guy right. necessarily um and and so it was finally it was nice to finally see him go like I'm, this is what I'm doing mm -hmm. and I'm doing it with 100% of who I am. Yes. And I'm like, that's really cool. Exactly. Plus he had centuries uh, in which to experience, you know, different things and, oh, and, and learn sure. even more than he already did. Yeah. It's just a, the, the journey he goes on informs the destination he arrives at. And I'm like, wow, what a great idea. So that was nice. And, uh, and it was, and, and, and it became a rewarding experience top marks for loki season two uh yeah any sure. predictions like do you think do you think we'll ever see the return of loki because i know tom hiddleston's kind of treating this kind of like this is the end of it because i mean even then right. like I, I saw somebody on tiktok of all places was uh did a did a comparison apparently when loki was hanging off the precipice clinging to odin before he would cast off into the abyss before yeah. he found you know thanos and whatnot in the first thor movie he says like i could have done this for you for everyone and he says the exact same thing to Owen Wilson and Sylvie where he says for you, for everyone. Yeah. It's like, it's the same line he says, but like, I, I think in the first Thor movie, he doesn't mean it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, or he thought he meant it. Yeah. And in this one he does. And it's just kind of like, there's very much a, uh, you know, kind of finality right. to Loki's character. Yeah. Like it, it's a moment for him where he recognizes that even if he thought, maybe he did think he meant it before and he's and now he understands. He's like, no, no, this is what I would have meant. Like, this, this is, is what I really do mean. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's fun because you also get two different Loki finales. Cause like Loki's, journey from you know thor one to thor ragnarok to infinity war mm -hmm. you know that's a loki who like you know got to go on one last adventure with his brother who yeah. got to like destroy asgard see everything he's always like wanted mm -hmm. kind of come to fruition and fail mm -hmm. and then ultimately die uh protecting his family yeah and yeah. then this loki who doesn't get that experience it's a completely drastically different experience and as a result of his decisions i mean like the last loki tries to slit the throat of his aggressor this is a loki who tries to learn and grow and yeah. so you get two completely different endings for two yes very similar no, Lokis. because it's 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 both like it shows maybe that you know they were incorrect that like loki's aren't always destined to fail they're always destined to um either die or you know like leave existence yes they, they have to get off the board in 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 like 
in order to save those they care about because like he does the same he does it for thor and then he clearly cares about everyone who is in that room at the tva and, mm -hmm. and, and even greater the the caring for the entire multiverse yeah for like everyone and so he does this act and so like, maybe that's really what loki's true destiny is. yes that's oh, really cool. nice great and, show and if i may say because we, we really won't get too much into it because i know we're gonna we got a lot to talk about today yeah um but uh, the set design for the show still holds up for me the the very much the um like the the retro look to the tva it's just, yes. it is consistent throughout we see new areas of the tva it's just all super consistent and yes. super well developed in my opinion I, I always love the look of this show so again even at times when i felt like i was dragging a little bit like i i that really helped me because i was like but there's so much care there's so much effort and 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 just attention put into this show that like i'm gonna i have to watch it yeah i have to, I have to like you know so no just, a huge huge shout out to the set designer for that and for their for their insistence on using props and physical uh you know actual sets and, yeah you yeah. know i'm sure that that's the idea that's what's that's why filmmaking is this art form is it's it's a marriage of different yeah you know elements you know we don't all rely on cg and we don't always rely on practical effects there's some yeah. kind of whatever works whatever works to tell the best story possible yeah like, uh, it's so just so so incredible yeah. and like the costuming oh, great yeah. great job just a little the overall look of loki yeah, was so like, unique and singular and yes and, 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 and idyllic like it was just an attractive version of yes. what i come to think of when i think of like that era of style and design yeah like, and i hope loki's coat is available somewhere <laughs> to, for purchase oh for sure for sure um but like also i i loved um you know even like the look of their like space suit kind of thing mm -hmm. the, uh, oh yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. The, 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 the multiversal whatever suit, whatever they have to walk out there in mm -hmm. the, the the bulkiness the hugeness of yeah it. like you i love that because of like how like when your dreams like the passage of time can feel or trying to move it felt like they were trying to move yes. in a dream where yeah. it's like it's heavy and it's hard and it's cumbersome and you're being told to right. rush like I, I and it's so funny because like it's also it's like a direct contrast to the like nanotechification of the mcu like there could have easily been a moment in this show yeah where Loki comes back from his time jumpage and builds like a nanotech suit that's even more powerful and also looks exactly like an Iron Man suit or looks like any yeah. anything that everybody wears where you push a button and their mask appears through pixelation. Yeah. You know, it yeah. easily could have been something that lame, you know, not to, to, so as not to obscure the actor, you right. see. Yep, yep, like, yep. And instead they just go for it. And I'm like, you know, put put someone in there or put a stunt person in there and have a green screen in the faceplate so that the person's face is projected in there. I don't know if they wore the suit or not. All I know is it looks like a suit. Yeah. And it feels like a suit. Yeah. And it yep. tells the story you were explaining about like how it also, you know, evokes that feeling of like walking through a dream. Like that's really cool. And it, it just overall, good show. I'm very proud. I'm I'm very happy with it. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a good show overall. Uh and, and and so if you were skipping it, you know, definitely don't. But uh, I wonder, I don't think it will, um, I don't think it's going to affect much in the future of the MCU. Mm -hmm. But uh, I also find that um, I don't want it to be. Like, I don't want it necessarily to like. No, I like it as a secret thing that like, yeah. just, just happens over there. And like, you know, it's like, it's something for Loki. Mm -hmm. Right. And like. You know, I could imagine, though, if they were to do another Thor, mm -hmm. it would be kind of cool for, like, Mobius to run into Thor and be like, 
like oh hey hey your brother's really cool yeah and like we're being like what like right he, he has some idea but like not not i don't know I, I i kind of want that and i kind of don't right exactly i do like the fact the more i think about it that mobius is like a blonde dude mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> yeah i was hoping that he was going to turn out to be like eric masterson that, or was, like that. that was my theory i know kept yeah wanting to not go and find out who he was i know yeah that would have um, been really fun no. oh well eh, he still could be <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. So uh, moving, you know, transitioning. Let's let's do a couple of super chats and talk yeah. to some folks in the audience. But Chocobo Kid, I uh, just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone at Comic Pop. Well, happy well, Thanksgiving thank to you, you Chocobo Kid. Thank you very much. I feel very thankful for finding you and thankful for finding everything you do entertaining. I'm thankful well, for that as well. Yeah, we're, we're, very we're the most thankful you. for that. Thank you very much for your support, <laughs> man. Uh, Arduit says also, I've been into the Comic Pop community a little while now. I feel if I finally have the hours in to take up an old crusade of said community, which is to say, when's the next Ultimate Spider-Man back? Issue? So, uh, it's this it's this Wednesday. It's up on Patreon now. You can Woo! watch it whenever you want to. Uh, thank you very much. He also says, Kampab Wu, hope your week is going well. I think that was probably the first one. I see. I, and, I, don't uh, know. I, can't I saw your preview for this week's back issues. Pay me no more. Well, there you have it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all of your very kind super chats anyway. I hope mm -hmm. you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tyler Kruzik, uh, nothing to say. Big fan. You guys got me into comics. Hope this helps. It does indeed. But does. most importantly, you got into comics because of us, which really means a lot to us. That's, that's uh, the, but the true thing. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for supporting us and also for supporting the comic industry. Heck yeah. Oh, and popping uh, in quick to say hi. I love you guys. I catch this on the replay tomorrow. Nice. Hoping to see some more Daredevil on the couch soon. I uh, don't have any plans for it very soon, but I definitely want to bring the old Hornhead back to the show very shortly. So and, thank you very much. And hello, Owen. Yeah, hey, we're, we're talking to you from the past. Yeah, ho, ho. <laughs> you're here, but we're here too. Hulkzilla, thank you for your support. I've uh, been watching and rewatching the Comic Club videos each time I'm cooking uh, or cackling from the jokes and tangents. Wishing the crew all the best. Well, we'll make sure to extend your uh, best to the yes. rest of the crew. Uh, I'm glad glad that our shorts and our all and our tangents and our jokes and our you know just a repertoire entertains you and brings you joy Heck yeah. uh, thank you for your support uh mmnm says good evening guys are you planning on doing another krakoan era book on the couch i'd personally love to see tiffany host axe judgment day i think axe judgment day would pretty do pretty well i'm hoping that the plan is we'll go trial of magneto slash the first uh what the hell was that hellfire gala mm. get that out of the way then do it's not the first hellfire gala sure it is is it yeah yeah, yeah okay you're right. uh then like how many hellfire galas have we had three yeah and then we do um i guess what is it uh that one axe or inferno okay so inferno <laughs> that one then axe That's inferno and 10 lives 10 deaths well yeah yeah yeah. no so inferno 10 line we have all these trades we have all these hardcovers i'm really looking forward to seeing those episodes because i think they, they do well and i think people would enjoy them yeah uh so yeah and then, and we'll then do axe and then axe and then sins of sinister yeah uh which you'll enjoy uh bryce harriet hi guys haven't seen the movie yet but for comics i wasn't sure how to feel initially Villani writes a damn good version of kamala no notes uh she also co-writes that book as well but i'm glad but if you ever see her on the red carpet or in interviews or, you know, just talking in general about the comic books, you can tell like she has a real, a real, a real love for it and a, and a genuine interest in the, in, in that whole space. And so uh, I, I'm glad that she's taking kind of like a, a kind of stewardship of the character. And uh, so we'll talk more about her involvement directly in a few minutes. Cat uh, Lerlefin for treats. Love the Yggdrasilification of the multiverse. You know, it's funny. The Spider-Verse did it too. If you remember uh, when we saw the multiverse line at the TVA in season one, it's going like this. If you look at the uh, multiverse map in uh, across the Spider-Verse, it's flipped. Mm -hmm. So it does look more like a tree. Mm -hmm. So maybe Into the Spider-Verse takes place mm -hmm. after this show. 
I, I don't expect there to be any cohesion or any kind of like work between Sony and Marvel when it comes to like how the multiverse works, especially because Miguel's uh, canon event uh, nonsense yeah. flies right in the face of everybody else. And there's no way I can't even imagine Loki being like, no, 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 but only for the spider persons, it's going to be like this, like uncle Ben has to die. And so does, so do captains for some reason. Right. 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 No. Uh, and uh, Girk back does. How did you like the fall of house of ushers uh, character Reaper? I loved her. Yeah. She's, uh, she's great. She's incredible. There was no bad acting in that show. So no, you know. uh, someone mentioned some place. Um, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Her name's um, Verna. Yeah, Verna. Right. And that's an anagram for Raven. Ah! I was like, derp. Oh, freaking, and she's an incredible actress. She is. Yeah. She's that's it. That's Carla the thing. G- G- yeah. Yeah. Gugino. 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 Whatever. She's incredible incredible yeah but then again mike flanagan just has really good taste he does well, whoever his casting director is mm-hmm. just impeccable taste yeah impeccable taste and he happens to like working with the same people right 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 and listen i'm down for it oh no it's, it's true it's typically the main character is someone that he doesn't seem to reuse that's a good I idea kinda love. yeah yeah well that way you're not like confused about right what like the main doing. character is like someone else someone, someone new like, yeah 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 because it's like man the the guy who played the priest in um ah yes i would love to see him in like everything else oh i know world yeah Uh, just just incredible incredible actor he is um and again he in midnight mass the guy who played the sheriff and then in usher the guy who played um i can't remember which brother it was Mm -hmm. uh i i wanted him for reed richards yeah yeah yeah. that would have been great he's a great actor anyway get mike flynn and get on a marvel project that's never gonna happen no it's not give him him dr strange after this give him dr strange give him dr strange let him do it let him do a show because that's clearly where it's at right right let him do a show yeah because dr sleep isn't great or or dc (laughs) <laughs> have him do a constantine show oh i mean or a swamp thing show yeah yeah or a justice league dark show right i don't care yeah just give him just give him work man i just want to see that influence it. right uh moving on uh samuel force yay or nay for the marvels yay overall uh abe sapien thank you for your support hey tiff and sal just picked up uh batman beyond neo gothic you guys aware that it's a secret legacy story to constantine uh no i'm not i was not i i i don't recall that but uh I do remember him cropping up or somebody talking about it. I didn't read it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for your very ge- uh, generous uh, support. Ever since I've seen Usher, I can't help but like bring it up every time we have a show. No, it's true. Hey, don't forget to follow that. I don't know where to talk about these things. So That's right. Yeah. It's, it's here. Yeah. I guess Tiffany's going to your own podcast. Bear Farmer <laughs> watching 30 minutes behind. Loki's still the god of mischief. He blew up time. That's pretty mischievous. Uh, felt like an end game level send off for the character for me, at least. Uh, they've already said out loud, the showrunners, that is, that he's the god of, that he's the god of stories. And, you know, it's it also is shades of the comic book specifically that they're drawing from to tell this. Yeah, story. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's it, it, it's not terribly mischievous to destroy um, all of time or all of the like timelines they come from. I guess it is mischievous of, of him to use, uh, you know, to, to trick people or like like but bad guys. I don't know. It's, you know, it, it's reaching. I think. I'm just thinking now that um, this Loki season two Loki mm-hmm. uh, is unafraid of his failures. That's right. 
Yeah. You know, like he's, he's like, not afraid to fail. Yeah. Like when we see him have like working with Thanos, he's just like, yeah, I messed up, but like, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. Like it's, 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 it's fight or flight here, everybody. Come on. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And in this, he's like, he'll mess up and he's like, okay, now what are we going to do? Right. Like, right. How, how do I fix this? Yeah. How are we going to keep progressing? And I'm like, that's, that's really cool. Awesome. What anyway. a great, what a great development of the character. Samuel Force, where to start with Marvel comics uh, in general. I mean, it really depends on what character you want to start with. That's really where I would go. Just pick your character and then, Check out where to start with that character and then you expand from there yeah, because if, the Marvel Universe is very interconnected. So like when you see those, your favorite character, or the character you're interested in interact with other characters, then mm -hmm. you'll be able to go like, oh, well, I like his, you know, if you if you start with Spider-Man like most people do, you, know, you see his interactions with everybody. There's a Marvel team up series. There's multiple series where he teams up different characters. So right. you see like him, you know, teams up with Adam Warlock, he teams up with Doctor Strange, the X-Men, the Defenders, like, you know, Silver Surfer, like figure out what your favorite interaction is from there and then jump over there, you know, like, oh, I really liked how uh, Silver Surfer and Spider-Man interacted. I really liked the, the attitude that Silver right. Surfer had. Well, maybe you'll check out a Silver Surfer book as a result. You know? uh, additionally, like again if it was spider-man you could pick up something like ultimate spider-man right. because it's a little more contained it is you more know contained. that you'll you'll get the information you need instead of having to worry about maybe a backlog of it otherwise if you pick up a character that you're interested in who happens to have a couple of like original graphic novels mm -hmm. start there yes for sure like if it was dr strange pick up the oath because mm -hmm. it's not a big commitment you get a feel for that character and you get a self-contained story yeah that doesn't like feel like it's going to go off the rails or, or spin out into a you know into a money sink yeah uh, adam thenhouse i keep one thinking of wanda unmasked Asking Reed and unmaking uh, un Reed uh, in Multiverse Madness when everyone got all stringy. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. guys get stringy. Maybe she uses time to do it. I don't know. That's funny. Oh, I think she, that was more pruning them. Oh, yeah. There we go. That'd be amazing if the the technology that they use for those are, are actually based off of Wanda's like hex magic or something. Yeah. Or she was approximating their technology and something ended up like just that. pruning them. He's at the end of time. I don't know, something there. Yeah. Ray Far, Kampop Woo, Monica Rambeau is my first Captain Marvel in the comics. Thanks, Secret Wars. Can you recommend any great books that spotlight her? It's actually a trade paperback that you can pick up that is of Monica Rambeau's. Uh, captain marvel series or rather her like most notable appearances uh it's i believe just called captain marvel monica rambeau it's a trade paper that came out i think around the time when she debuted on wandavision uh the cover i believe is of like a kind of like i, I want to say it was uh jr jr but i don't think that's true um but definitely check out that it came out like yeah 2019 it collects her first appearance which is an amazing spider-man annual and then it collects like a bunch of her collections like uh marvel team up and captain marvel and yes. avengers unplugged which is uh, good because you'll get stuff from like the 60s 70s 80s you get a 90s, big smattering yeah. of her appearances and then you can go pick up next wave and you can read like the most fun uh version of her uh but yeah that's that's why i go and ardwit says uh damn it my life it will no longer be complete until flanagan hellblazer now thanks tiffany yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> Um, so, yeah, man. So, uh, you talk about a few comics. Let's do some comics. Uh, yeah. I read Batman 139. I broke my like fast on uh, Zdarsky Batman. Uh, this one, of course, is written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Jorge Jimenez, and it was awesome, but also vexing and confusing, like the entire Chip Zdarsky run on Batman so far. Uh, I will say this uh, this is if you've been waiting, you've been like trying to like outweight uh gotham war this is the one to jump on uh as a result of gotham war blah blah blah, blah who cares but batman's on the outs with everybody uh and now joker oh, has, for a change yes uh believe it or not but now joker has finally revealed himself uh we're also retconning three jokers out of continuity um so the jeff johns run uh, and that's my fan theory but i believe that they are retconning out jeff johns's three jokers book because they keep referring to there being three jokers and all the citations, and I think it happens two or three times in this one issue, uh, 
make you go back to Justice League number 50 from 2011. And that one is the first time they indicate there is a mystery about Three Jokers. I think what they're doing is they're saying, well, Three Jokers, A, wasn't, a, wasn't as successful as we'd hoped, and B, wasn't as impactful as we'd imagined. And so since it's a black label book, C, we can then say, oh, well, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Or it happened over there, but there are Three Jokers in continuity, and here they are, and they're completely different. It's a completely different story. Right. So... That's what we're doing, I think, with the continuity, continuity Batman. And so he's dealing with the fallout of the three Jokers. Maybe even one of those Jokers was the imposter Joker from the Joker series. This this book is very careful not to kind of like make it so that you have to read that Joker series, which I skipped out on uh, after a couple of issues. But uh, yeah, so Batman faces the Joker. And uh, it's a lot of like your greatest hits. Like, you know, there's Joker. Uh, the second that, and it's funny, like I, I kind of noticed it and praised it when he was writing Daredevil. But I'm starting to see that Chip is like hitting the heights mm -hmm. where he's like, all right, I love Tower of Babel. So what if Tower of Babel was perpetrated by a Batman robot? I loved the Frank Miller run. But what if the Frank Miller run had more like of this in it and mm. made his run on it? Like I, I love, you know, a lot of different eras of Daredevil. Let me hit those notes and then do my spin on it. But through, but, but singing that song, it's like a cover band. So like, Batman's facing the Joker, Joker for plot reasons and contrivances that Batman explains in his detective work. Uh, Batman needs to go find a doll maker. And I'm like, uh oh. And so, yes, that's what happens. Batman ends up finding the Joker on a throne made of flaming dolls, like in The Killing Joke. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So it's gonna, that's gonna happen every time. Uh, but yeah, Batman fights the Joker and it's, uh, you know, it's fun, but like Joker is looking to lure out Zurinar because Zurinar is obviously the big bad of the entire uh, Batman Chip Zdarsky run, which I like genuinely couldn't care less about, but it's not so vexing that I don't want to know what happens. I'm just kind of like, well, it, it better land. Mm, if it lands, yeah. I'm going to be like, you guys definitely got to do, I'm going to have to go back and reread it. And I'm going to have to, and I'll be singing its praises to you folks, uh, you know, in the future. But if it doesn't land, we'll just quietly pretend it didn't happen. Right. 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 Okay. Awesome. Uh, I also read Transformers oh, you want me 2. To go? Yeah, why oh, not? Okay, sure, sure. Really well, I read Transformers 2 from Daniel Warren Johnson <laughs> and Mike Spicer. Sorry. <laughs> really quick. I have nothing really to say except that there was a beautiful moment that, D-Dubs told me about on the floor of San Diego Comic-Con two years ago. Okay. Was it two years ago? No. No, it was last year. Yeah, last year. That's like this, this, this past this San Diego Comic-Con. Comic what are you talking about? We're walking on the floor and he's telling me about this beautiful moment and that apparently it almost didn't happen. And so definitely pick up this issue if you haven't already. It's a beautiful moment that kind of like, it, it crystallizes Optimus Prime's role as a protector of Earth in the first page oh cool uh and the rest of it's more transformers gobbledygook you know like sure. I, they're all talking about cliff jumpers and star screams and you know trum, 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 you know and just all that stuff it's just <laughs> and it's just very much action figures smashing against each other but a lot of like prelude to it i, I remember playing with my action figures there was a lot of melodrama and story sure. that led up to the yeah, big fight on like sand like piles and bathtubs 100 percent. and that's what this is so it's like it it, it feels yeah it, it feels like it's it is it is it is D-Dubs's version of Transformers, but I almost wish it was just a solo independent series of D-Dubs making up robots. Like, it's cool that it's Transformers, 
but I feel the restrict. I, I can see the fences. But that's for you. I mean, I'm sh- I wonder how like fans of the lore are liking it. I wonder. I wonder. Right. I, I I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. But I just I think I would enjoy like a murder falcon more mm, with robots. With robots. With yeah. Ro- exactly. Well, with other robots. With different robots. Yeah. But it's still okay. it's it's gorgeous looking and it's a lot of fun. Right. And I like his his his, his characterizations. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, just really quick, I'm, I'm going to try to speed through these because I know we got to talk about this movie. Yes. Uh, X Force uh, number forty six came out. Ben Percy, Robert Gill. Um, we wrapped up the Colossus plot. Mm. You know what? It's over. Yeah. Is he free? Yeah. Yay! His brother is dead. His brother? Yeah. Oh no! Mikhail is dead. Good. Colossus <laughs> ripped his heart out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and he feels bad, and he of course he does. Like, and everyone's kind of like, can we trust you? Like, what's going on right, here, so man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looking forward to, to where that's going. There's a 47 is coming out. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're putting this back in the box. So they are really going to end up in the mansion at the end of really all this. It feels like thing. this. I don't know. Anyway, They're just wrapping them all up. Tie like up all it. up. It feels like it. There is a really fantastic moment, though, because obviously, like, X-Force kind of all pulls together. You know, Sage and Domino had gone to see Strange. He helped to get them into, like, Mikhail's, like, void space, mm-hmm, essentially, in order mm-hmm. to find the rest of X-Force and possibly Colossus. So they free everyone. Everyone kind of gets the, get the band back together. It's the that moment in the action movie where everybody, like, you know, steps up. Yes. And, oh, my gosh. And almost feels like they're not going to make it. And then Deadpool shows up. <gasps> He's like, yep, yeah, I, I, I know I said I wasn't going to help. But, but I, I am. But here I am anyway. And I, I went through the void at strangers mm-hmm. he's like and i pinched him on the butt as i went in okay and i was like you know what this is the so first time I, yeah. I ever feel felt so connected to deadpool and he describes what that was like he was mm. like you know for someone who's a scholar i i didn't expect it to be so firm and amazing right. and then he proceeds to describe it and i was like, like what is this Percy, for me you wrote this just for me didn't you thank you he's like you're welcome. even if you didn't i'm gonna imagine that you did you're That's... welcome to <laughs> those three like panels yeah just here's what dr strange's butt feels like. <laughs> I'm like excellent thank you Let's file that one away yeah <laughs> um but yeah so yeah i assume you also did any any other x-men books yeah or, yeah, yeah. You, I, I know you did gods yeah yeah but i also did x-men red ah yes how's that coming along friggin so good al ewing shocking uh yield yieldery uh, yieldery sinar I'll take it. Freaking so good. Mm-hmm. So good. This is like freaking man, man, Al Ewing. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't here? leave. You just, you just doing it all right. Like he's, he's bringing apocalypse back obviously, but he's also sure. paying homage or like paying close attention to what came before. So Fox is apocalypse is still doing magic. Right. And like, that's how he's going to lead us to victory. Cool. Here is via magic. And it's just some really amazing moments in this with him talking about his children, talking about why he named his horseman after what he did. He's like, I named them after my children who I couldn't see any longer. And he's like, but I like clearly they couldn't learn and they couldn't adapt. And so now I'm using something else. And he's using the four <laughs> elements and so on and so forth. Right. Cool. He gives death has joined the other side. So, yes. you know, like when he sees him there, Pox was like, you, okay, you're showing me you can learn that that's good. Yeah. That's, and I'm like, all right, awesome. Right. Yeah key thing in this issue folks you know the um the trigger mm-hmm. to release uranus yes storm destroys it oh so now uranus can never be freed i don't know or I, not or not i mean it could just be one of those things where they're gonna do what i was hoping and just put them away someone, someone might want to do something with them do that some with that later yeah. on maybe something during some big ridiculous event down the road they'll be like okay 
mic drop. They're like, what is happening? They're like, oh, right. Remember, you know, issue uh, 17 of X-Men Red mm-hmm, <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, uh, this is just a very strong uh, issue. It really just shows you the relationship that Apocalypse now has with with Genesis. And, and um, it's mentioned that she was always like this, mm-hmm. even in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Like, she was kind of always like this. So, cool. you know, I feel feel like they are going to set things up for pieces to begin falling back into more of a, a, a shape or a form that people who didn't like the Krakoan era or are used to the times before that, it feels like they're going to start trying to shape it so that it looks more like that. Yeah. But it'll be forever changed. Right. So okay. we'll see. I regardless loving this. Sure. Loving, love this issue. Loving, the fall. loving um, Storm and Apocalypse working together. I, I really like that synergy mm-hmm. there. Obviously, she's had um, history with him in, in, you know, various versions of things. Um, so kind of fun to see them on the same side. Also, Nova is still alive. Oh, good. You know? Well, good. He should be. <laughs> um, like the, the Nova force is keeping him alive mm-hmm. against, um, you know, the, the, the venom that's within him. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see. Well, maybe Apocalypse can fix him. Yeah, probably. You know, he can show. Well, we'll see. I mean, why would he care? Right. So it's also also Vulcan is being utilized. They they released Vulcan where he's been trapped under Araco. Right. Um, and uh, you know what? If you were if you were tired of Krakoa not being the island that walk like a man, mm-hmm. and you really wanted to see something like that, <laughs> this is probably the issue you should have read. Oh, <laughs> it's not quite Krakoa. It's a different name. Right. But um. But you get it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sweet. It's great looking. Um, yeah. This is this is the book again for people who are like, I don't really care about the stuff that's going on in terms of on Earth. Mm-hmm. This is it's it's very much tied to the fall of X, but it's doing its thing up there, and it all makes sense for the history of Araco right. and Mars. So sweet. I love it. Uh, I could also talk really quickly if you want about um, Uncanny Spider-Man. Why not? I leafed through it. Yeah, it's it's there, there's a lot happening, and I feel like I need another read through of what's going on yeah. by the end of it. Sasquatch or um, Javier Pina. Yeah, book looks incredible. I really like the relationship between Silver Sable and Kurt. Yes, feeling very Spider Man Black Cat, mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. you know, supposedly she's. I mean, she is. She's, she takes care of her people. She takes care of some Caria, right? Right. Like, and she has her own code that she lives by. So she's not like stealing from people, but she's also like a mercenary. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's uh, on the opposite side of what Kurt is fighting. Yeah, for, but I, I, I'm just Spider Man and Black Cat. Yeah, I'm just getting those vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, they clearly love each other's company. They had this moment where, um, yeah, they're banging. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she explains that, you know, when she in her contract, like when she is off the clock, she's off the clock. Exactly. So she's I'm not like, in the mutant hunting yeah, mode right now. Yeah, like I'm just going to bang you. And then eventually I will find you when I'm on the clock and then it'll be over. Right? Exactly. That kind of thing. But I really appreciate the fact that they have this moment where he says something and he's like quoting a song line. Mm-hmm. And then she finishes it. She answers like answers back and he answers. And then the two of them just sing the song together. Like mm-hmm. they rock out to it That's essentially. Cool. Yeah. Um, and the idea here is that uh, Lila Cheney has written some music. Okay. We get an info page with the lyrics of Great. that song. Thanks. Um, so you can enjoy that. <laughs> I appreciate it for years. Like I don't no, have any graphics. Yeah. Right. It is, so I'll put this whatever. 
Why not? Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on here. Uh, it involves Dagger and Feral, which I thought and was cloak really as well. funny. Yeah, and Cloak oh, and as Feral, well. yeah, because we talked about Feral on a we show did. we can't talk about right we now. We did. We did for sure. Um, and you, and you know, were like, I know Feral now. Yeah, and Warlock and all of that. So there's, there's a lot happening here. Like I said, I made one another yeah. just, like chance at rereading the end of Yep. This, um, but it's like a new status quo for tombs. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but like Sweet. this stuff, but like for me, like it's the it's the relationship between Kurt and and Sable, Sil- and Sable that I'm like I I I'm eating it up. And yeah. I know it can't last. No. But like maybe it will though. Maybe they I don't. don't I mean, they don't have to like put everything in the ground after the <laughs> I fall. Love, she calls him a himbo. I know. Yeah. I, she also describes his fur and how it feels. So yeah. If you're ever wondering. I just love. She's very textural. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, that's like a big turn on for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not unlike things. not unlike Abigail Brand. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So uh, true. I read Punisher One from David Peppos and Dave Wachter. Yeah. Uh, and you know it's like it's the new Punisher. It's another version of him. So, um, it's a new guy. It's right? a new guy. New guy. And uh, I will say that what this, happened to his family? Uh, they, they were they were killed. Like they were blown up in a, <laughs> in a in a fire bombing of his house. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Like I think if, you know if the message or the the mantra or the like marching orders are give me a new Punisher, like make it a different Punisher, then the, then it succeeds. Mm-hmm. It succeeds in giving you a different Punisher without stepping on the toes of Frank Castle, without like saying Frank Castle doesn't work. You know, it's just a completely different Punisher for a different kind of book. You know. Okay. Peppos is very steeped in continuity and lore and uh, character. And whereas Punisher could be set in any universe, it could be its own universe. Mm-hmm. This is a Punisher that is firmly established in the Marvel universe and manages to do, uh, you know, something a little different, very different from what Frank Castle is. He's he's a Punisher incidentally, and it's an accident that he ends up being nicknamed the Punisher. And, okay. uh, you know, his 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 war slash mission is very unique to himself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh though it also like manages to earn at least its name uh in, in for, for the foreseeable future it also allows for th- this could exist in a world with another punisher book that stars frank castle this could exist uh in a world where after it's over they do another book with frank castle like it could work alongside him or it could work in a vacuum it works either way mm. Uh, but if you're a if you're a Marvel fan and you're looking for uh, like a different kind of Punisher and you're looking for a new character, uh, you could you know you can't go wrong with this issue. It's a fun issue and uh, it's got good art and also it, it again it's steeped in continuity in Marvel sure. and uh, has him take out uh, a a prominent Marvel villain. So like Ooh. in his first issue, he does kill a prominent Marvel villain at least for now. I um I noticed that in the description of it, they, it said that it was like uh John Wick meets the Fugitive. Is that true? Uh, it's similar to that, but with a lot more junk in it. You know, okay, if okay. it were, I wish it were that trimmed down and simple. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'd say that's a fair pitch, though I don't know if I feel that. Um, and I think the art's really good too. Okay. Um, I also read Birds of Prey number three. Excellent. Uh, I'm not going to get into the in, into the details, but the let's just say great. It's uh, so eye catching. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's also like supposed to feel like a kind of grindhousey yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. type of book. Uh, the ladies invade Themyscira, and uh, Green Arrow fights Wonder Woman. You need to read this issue if you haven't already. It's a really fun book, and it also kind of like puts Diana in a similar position to where she is in the Tom King run, though it doesn't direct. I mean, maybe it does directly connect to it, but it's a, mm. uh, you know, it, it allows you to go like, Oh, cool. Like wonder Woman's kind of scary and a badass, And like, you know, it, it reminds me very much of that issue of human target where, um, uh, 
you know, Batman is on the cover, but his silhouette's on the cover, yeah. and like they're just running from him, and he never appears in, these, in the whole issue. Yeah, this is like we need to get to Themyscira, get what we need before Diana finds out we're here. <laughs> and so it's like a heist. Yeah, it is a heist. It's a it's, you it's son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely worth picking up. Uh, okay. Birds of Prey is a great book, and it's a it's a quiet, uh, fantastic series from Excellent. DC. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well done, Kelly Thompson. Uh, what about gods? I read gods number two. Gods number two. I looked at gods, but I didn't read it. That's uh, fine. But it does. It does look great. It looks incredible. Jonathan Hickman, Valeria Skeety on art. I freaking look. It's a beautiful looking book. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful looking book, and that's not the end of it for me. It's just. It's. I really like this book. It is. Uh, Hetty Hickman at its best. Yes. You know, he can't help himself. We're, we're dealing with magic. And, mm-hmm. and so there's all sorts of concepts going around. And like, there's definitely, I, this is one of those books I'm going to need another pass at yes. to, to unpack everything. But that doesn't mean I can't grasp what's happening. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like if you're like not following all of the in, 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 intricacies, intricacies yes. of uh, the way in which these orders are, are laid out and, mm-hmm. and what does what. Don't worry about it. I, yeah. I have a feeling we'll, we'll all unfold it by the end if we're meant to. Or if you want to do a deep dive later on, you could do that too. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a couple moments in here that I feel like would make Ethan peel his skin off. Um, <laughs> but hey, that that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. They, 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 that's what magic is meant it's, to do. It's the mention of science or what we assume is science. I was like, oh, uh-oh. oh we're gonna do this oh Ethan's gonna get mad but yeah. I love it I, I'm here for mm-hmm. it um but like what I liked about this issue in particular um was you and I were talking about this earlier you're you're talking about how like you know wind clears feel it feels clearly as though he was meant to be Dr Strange but the more I see strange and he like interacting Interact. with one another the more I really appreciate wind being there because it's like a gentle reminder for Dr Strange what it must be like to deal with Dr Strange right yeah you know, like Doctor Strange is arrogant and egotistical and always has to be, you know, right or, mm-hmm. you know, just knows what's happening. And Win is like that for him. And yeah. I'm like, Doc, I know you won't learn this lesson. Right. But it's right here in front of you. Yeah, but you have a cracked mirror version of yourself <laughs> yes. giving you a life lesson right here. Yeah, uh, it's gorgeous. And uh, I should say it's also only five bucks. Uh, and yeah. when I say only. I mean, like, that's how much comic books are, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but this is, it is like 30 pages. But it's 28 pages, I believe. Yeah, and, 28. But, yeah, but right. like my point is that you get a lot of comic for it. Like you it do. is, it is very it is, dense. It is dense. It you is, will get enough. You will get at least two or three reads out for of this. Sure. And, and I will, I want to say one other thing in the middle of like this, like dense magic based um, book. Mm-hmm. Hickman still manages to drive home like this human element. Uh, we run into a new character, Mia, yes. and she has a conversation uh, in this book that I, I, I felt so very connected to. And I think there's something in there that a lot of us can connect to in terms of, you know, how she has approached her life and all of that. And like, mm. I was, I was shocked. To, to have this kind of just crop up in the middle of this, you know, again, like magic based, higher thinking, whatever type of story. It's like, bam, yeah. it's it incredible. And it just, it just goes to show you that like Hickman can ground a book. Right. And honestly, it helps, I think, to create the separation between the human world and, and this magical world. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, of course, I didn't read this particular print, but I should remind you that uh, if you wanted to check out all of Last Ronin, there's a reprint that came out this uh, past week, and it uh, it collects all five, I believe, issues of the series from Peter Laird, Tom Waltz, and uh, Ben Bishop, and Asao Escorza, and Isaac Escorza. Uh, this is a really fun Cracked Mirror, Dark Knight Returns, Evocation of the Turtles. Definitely, if you haven't already checked it out, uh, you should. And uh, it's another, another bite of the apple. Excellent. So give that a look as well. Great, great, great. Uh, I also read Shazam. It's gorgeous looking. Pick it up if you uh, have ever been interested in Shazam. This is the time yeah. to read Shazam. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about the Marvel, shall right. we? Yeah. Uh, so from here on out, we're not going to talk about spoilers just yet. We're going to 
ease into spoilers, but we will warn you when spoilers are abound. Yep. So make sure to, uh, you know, so this is the spoiler free, this is a spoiler free, how do we feel hold, about hold it? Spoilers folks. Right. If you are hold just, gates. you're on your way to go see that movie, or you're not sure if you want to go see it, should we, should I check it out? And should I be like not spoiled for it? Here's what we'll say. Um, first of all, if you decide to go see it, regardless of opinions about the movie, there is a post-credit scene, rather a mid-credit scene. There is no post-credit scene. A mid-roll. There is a mid-roll credits sequence. And an you... end credits sound effect. Yes. But it has so, nothing to do with anything. It's just a callback to something earlier. Something that in happened movie. in the movie. It's like Iron Man clanging at the end of Endgame. <laughs> if you don't care about that kind of thing, if you're just looking, if you're if you are looking to leave. You can watch the mid-roll scene and then go home. You yep. don't have to stay for the whole credits. That is correct. You will not get anything else. And I will say that apropos of that post-credit scene that we did get, I think at the end of the movie sequence, there's a there's a little like almost PS at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That I think was going to be the post-credit scene. But I think because of the delay in production due to the actor strike and COVID sure. and crap, sure. that we got an extra bonus sequence right. that they were right. like, we need to tie it in with something bigger. So yeah, we sure. have a little end of the movie sequence, which is fun and I'm hyped for it. And then we got another sequence, which is part of the bigger story going on. And I'm hyped and I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. It was two sequences that I wanted and that I was thrilled to get. Yep. And they are just part of the Marvel cinematic universe saga. And I'm here for both of them. Dope. We'll talk more about them in, in in spoilers in specific. Sure. But as far as how we felt about the movie, I'll start first just because I want to like I want to be the first voice to say I liked it. Okay. How'd you feel about it? I loved it. Right. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fun, exciting. I think I said this on Twitter. It, it's just an action-packed, fun sci-fi movie. Right. Not and. Uh, light sci-fi you know don't yeah, don't get yeah, it you're not yeah, seeing yeah, dune yeah. sci-fantasy sci yes like more star wars-y yeah for yeah. sure um, but just action fun had a great time yes would so like to I. see it again right i'm happy to see it again uh of course the marvels directed by nia DaCosta and starring brie larson at tiana paris and iman Vellani. yep uh, along with of course samuel L. jackson and, and, and company uh but the reason to see the movie because i mean like okay there's a couple other things i should point out well, oh yeah, are we going spoilers no no, no, no not, not yet not, not yet, yet, not not yet. yet. Still, still these are all things we can just talk about don't. without having to worry about it but i will mention that uh dar ben zawe ashton uh is that who that was the bad guy yeah, okay. Darben. Darben, uh, Zoe Ashton, wasted on this movie. There's uh, very little that she does that isn't like couldn't be done by an evil robot mm -hmm. or uh, a, a star exploding. You know, it's it's a you bad guy that wants something that they need to stop her from getting. Sure, but, but I mean, like you know, it, you say wasted, but you don't no, know. No, no, not wasted. Like yeah. it was. It, don't go into this movie expecting to see like the first most deep and exciting marvel villain this no. does nothing to change the like oops i dropped a quarter um <laughs> th this is the only this is this movie does nothing to change anyone's disparaging comments about like marvel not being able to have a strong villainous you know co-lead sure this, this villain is not bringing anything to the party no i i you know what i liked her for what this movie was exactly and we can i don't know when we should get into that yeah the but. villain the, the villain provides the conflict that the characters require in order to further the plot yes the movie is really about the chemistry between the three leads yes which is what we have been talking about that it was like what you need to do is get back to character driven movies Boom. so like if your problem with ant-man was the fact that it felt like ant-man took a backseat in his own damn movie to mm. further the kang plot right 
this, he did. This is not with that. This movie is not that. This movie is like this is a story about characters yes. who deal with a bad guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is in. in and I, I should say, like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is a character study. The Godfather's God's like a character study. There are a lot of movies that are character studies. Yeah. You know, th this is not a character study no, in the same way. No, no, it's not no. the same bracket. It's. It is a fun movie that is worth seeing yep. that you can easily get tickets for that you will enjoy the spectacle for. Mm -hmm. And it's a real shame that people aren't giving it a shot because, uh, you know, obviously both photon and Ms. Marvel didn't get the higher profile exposure that Brie Larson's captain Marvel did because those two didn't get a movie. Right. And it's a shame because they didn't get to do the press tour and they didn't get to really promote their own, you know, movie. Well, and there's a like another part well, of that where they couldn't do it. That they were just barred from doing it, but I should say that like it it is a welcome addition and I think it is only made stronger by their, you know, presence and they carry the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that obviously there is one lone star of this movie and it is the cat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's it's Manvalani's Ms. Marvel. Yeah, she's incredible. She's incredible. And I I was I call I could think about was the fact that like there's this show Ms. Marvel that I'm sure few people saw. Yeah. In in comparison to the normal, like I'm sure fewer people saw that than Quantumania. Mm -hmm. But uh, they utilize the like world that they built from the show without you needing to really know anything about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put it on display in a way where you're like, if I never saw the show, I would still love the same characters mm -hmm. <laughs> with a, with a notable exce uh, exception being uh, Ms. Marvel's uh, tech savvy friend <laughs> who was just, who was relegated to, I think a photograph on the wall, but uh, you know what? There's no time for that because the movie's only an hour and 45 minutes. And I'm right. sure the movie was two and a hour. I'm, I'm sure the movie was two hours and 25 minutes and they cut out like a friggin' hour because yeah no one's going to sit here and watch a freaking two and a half hour long Marvel's movie. Right. 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 Like that, that's just, that's just the way it's the way it works right now. And unfortunately that did, that didn't do much to help this movie's uh, performances. And I should say, you know, it, this movie has an uphill battle to go mm -hmm. because uh, people aren't seeing it. And I think that this movie yes. isn't being seen for a variety of reasons, yes. not the least of which is the fact that people are kind of sick of being told they have to go see Marvel movies sure. and being exposed to a dearth of Marvel movies that are uh, not very good. Yeah. No, Marvel it's... movies slash shows that are just, you know, after if you, if you sat through all of Moon Knight and all Secret Invasion, yeah. I would understand people going like, I'm not going to see the Marvels. Right, right, right. Why would I go see and the if you And if you were like, I'm going to go see Ant-Man because you love Paul Rudd, you're like, oh, oh man, that was a shame. I mean, like oh, he's funny okay. in it. He's good in it, you know, but like he's. But it's, it's just not. Yeah. There. It doesn't. This movie does not overstay its welcome. It just. No. It, it is. It gets in. It gets out. And it does what it's supposed to do. It's just. Yep. It, so anyway, um, the, the the standouts are them, but Ms. Marvel gets to shine. Oh, absolutely. And and part of me feels like the other two wanted it that way. I think so. For sure. I think like so she's, too. She's a young actress. They're like. But ne but never give does her, give her those moments. Right, but, but never does the movie get out of the way. No, and and try to put her onto a pedestal. No, no, everybody has a moment. It's just really well balanced, and she's just charming AF. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She's just a delight to watch. She is like the Spider Man of the Marvel universe. Yeah, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Since Marvel can't use Spider Man to the degree that they that they probably would want to. Yeah, they should go not go all in on Ms. Marvel, but they should 
they should utilize her as much as possible absolutely because she is a delight and she, she is. is she is a great ambassador to the franchise and she clearly has a love of the material yes you know and that's and that's great for everyone yeah like that's great for comic book readers that you have someone in hollywood who's like no i like these things yes yeah. Yeah. And uh, I should say, you know, um, you know, the Monica Rambeau character, you know, she was relegated to like a fifth wheel in the WandaVision series in which she debuted in this. She is essentially being given like the first shot. Like this is the first time most people are going to meet Monica Rambeau. Oh, for sure. And I loved her. I think she was great. And I Me think too. she added a great element to it. You Me know, too. this movie does it does a nice job of being a sequel to Captain Marvel because it is. Yeah. You know, it, it, it pays it, off. It is, but it's. And it's and it has the heavy notes of mm -hmm. that movie, but it, it really feels tonally like a a sequel to um, Ms. Marvel. Yes, it's, it's more fun. Yes, yes, it it takes everything that works about Ms. Marvel and everything you remember about Captain Marvel and makes a movie out of it. Yeah, and also Monica is in the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, but I also think that it learned a lot of lessons. That's a real problem with why no one's seen this movie because I think it learned a lot of lessons from the first Captain Marvel movie. Because while Captain Marvel, the movie, we did enjoy that movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, a couple of the issues that aroused, uh, th that arose from it uh, were unfortunately, you know, just, the, just the, the, the nature of the character of Captain Marvel and the way that it was approached and the way that like the, the, the noise, the noise kind of like encapsulated it. Like I could understand, mm -hmm. I, like, I will play devil's advocate a little bit. I will under, I can understand that. People may have gotten the impression that like Brie Larson's Captain Marvel comes off a little caustic in the first movie, mm -hmm. right? Like she doesn't I, show a lot of vulnerability. She doesn't show a lot of like, you know, and, and I think that that she was, she, she had to play an uphill battle. Right. Because, like, oh, you, do you mean that a character based off of a series of comics where they can't quite figure out what to do with that yes. character? They had a hard time figuring out what to do with that character. Yeah. Big time. Oh, like, weird. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, like, and she had a lot of like, there were a lot of issues like like she like her her dismal uh interview that was taken completely like and and ran with uh there's also the kevin feige of it where he's like oh no shut up haters she's the most powerful member of the marvel universe like you know power scalers are not they don't want to hear that well, they, especially because well, he you nerfed the hulk like well, well no one wants to hear that so like the he doesn't care well th th he doesn't understand he's that like, like when it's all I go part home to my one point seven million dollar home yeah i don't need to think no, no, no more like four point seven sorry my four point seven million dollar home like i don't think about like who could win in a fight <laughs> captain marvel or the hulk and i don't worry too much about power scale no he doesn't he doesn't but like i think that that also polluted the conversation yeah, because it was like sure. oh it automatically made people like angry about it but all that to say captain marvel has more vulnerability she has more uh like to lose she has more at stake mm -hmm. she's more invested in this story and she has she has more of a journey and an uphill battle to well, go through exactly and there's a, an amazing opportunity for captain marvel and ms marvel to learn from one another in yes. this, and it happens in a really natural way it does it does and, and in a very like fun to watch kind of way the yeah. way that you want to see like an avengers type movie like wouldn't it have been amazing you know it was really fun to see all these like like in the way thor ragnarok worked where we got mm -hmm. to see you know valkyrie and thor and hulk all play off each other and 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 add to the mythology and and play with the established world that we've been in now and, and go with it that was really nice and i really enjoyed that uh 
but yeah, so uh, and, and and Nick Fury is using and, and Samuel L. Jackson is portraying the like tenth version of Nick Fury in this movie. Whatever, <laughs> he's I, I I liked him a lot because he reminded me more of Phase One. Yes, Nick. yes. Like, well, sort of. He's a little less serious, but he's just there is more of a joy to his job. Like, I feel like he hasn't been allowed to feel that. Well, especially given his, uh, especially given the like um, the last entry for Nick Fury, like yes. the Secret Invasion of it. You know that show sucked hard and it was a misery fest for him mm-hmm. not and not i don't mean i don't know how he enjoyed or didn't enjoy making that show but nick fury was just like unhappy throughout the throughout the show like he didn't get to do the joy of like being in a like next you know in the next section of his you know of, of his journey mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah. Uh, so uh, getting into spoiler territory. Yeah. So if you have not seen the movie and you would like to see the movie and remain spoiler free, add us to your watch later yes, list. Please watch us later on. Check this out. Enjoy uh, finding out if we all agreed or disagreed or whatever right. uh, on, on the movie. Um, you know, we'll, we'll give them some time. Now, now is your opportunity to, to exit the chat. Don't, don't put spoilers in the chat yet guys yeah please we're gonna do some super chats and then we'll get into it yeah samuel force says we're gonna get comics amazon any apps uh honestly the way to get them right now digitally the best way to get them is through comiXology which is of course a subsidiary of amazon yeah uh you could also get them uh a little later than usual about three three months before they or after they release i have a a thing if you're mentioning amazon um and you already have amazon prime go and check out the kindle library because i believe you have at least one or two like freebie loaner things that you can do and they have graphic novels in there too and so if you want to try out a book that's a great way to do it for nothing that's right <laughs> uh but yeah you can also subscribe to marvel limited or dc universe infinite uh those are two subscription services that you can use or you can go to your local comic book store by simply going to i believe it's my comic shop locator.com or something like that but just type in comic shops near me into google uh maps and you will be taken to your local comic mm-hmm. store uh daniel ryan uh hey sorry if this is random weird it's not showing oh there we go hey, uh okay. what are your thoughts on batman the dark prince charming i love the, the watercolor style artwork and just want your input uh, i also love the art style but uh I, i'm not there for it I, I didn't read all of it but i read some i leafed through it and i was like this is not that's literally me. a book that i keep picking up when we're out at places and it sounds like we have it already yeah so we have I something li- about I it that's attracting me to it. it yeah it's a gorgeous looking book uh juan fincher uh have you have they ever tried to open up the school to non-mutants uh spider-man taught there after uh wolverine died and that was kind of like that um It'd be amazing to be a non-mutant teacher at that school right like hi i'm here to teach you geography yeah because you you have to know because you have things. to know this crap actually that's funny i, I had a, a very similar situation to that when i was an, I when I was an educator i know, I know. um but, but yeah thank you for your like, support by the way it was very generous spectacular like, i agree I, I would read a like three issue mini series about yeah well originally you know before moira was a mutant she was also a member that's of the true. school like there were a lot of different members i mean uh, and carol danvers actually used to be like an unofficial member of the x-men as well they, they've had members she gets a pass she, she gets a big big pass because um, the avengers were uh you know like hey you got sexually assaulted <laughs> Well, I was going to say, babies. because uh, Rogue, you know, took her powers yes. uh, and left her in a coma. I, I think she gets to teach. No, no, she didn't teach. She just walked. She was oh, with she them. has to go. No, okay. they just they just embraced her the way that the Avengers just right, 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 failed right, right. to do so. Uh, Lenny Laserdisc, Hi, Tiff and Sal, 94% complete with Spider-Man 2, and I can't wait to finish it on Friday. I've been enjoying any uh, all my comic book pickups as usual. Hope you two are doing well. Thanks always. Thank Thanks I think you, I'm man. like 30% through. Yeah, I think I'm like 90% through. Oh, I thought you 100% No. Oh, I'm sorry. You mm. want the PS5 then? eventually okay. i'm not i'm in no rush to finish it okay. oh. uh yeah um i liked it fine he is i don't know how it, how it ends yeah 
Oh. Uh, your boy Chips Ahoy. I thought Marvels was really okay. Script was begging for another pass. Kamala and Monica had no dynamic. I think they could have had an interesting one. Uh, actually, they I think they did have a really nice uh, dynamic. Uh, we'll get into it though. But we'll get into that. Uh, I will say that uh, in terms of passes, you know, the the, the script seemed um, very. You know what? What it was nice. It was it was very simple. Like it felt like a very simple script. Although there were moments, there were at least two moments where I was like what happened like how'd that happen hmm. you know and again it was like i on one hand i appreciate that you didn't explain it but on the other hand what you know uh we'll talk more about that in, yeah, in yeah, yeah but uh but yeah uh uh, uh Pectus, uh have you read ennis's secret wars ennis secret wars comic book he had muscular amazon women that you could think were there to die or look hot but were unstoppable terrifying good subversion um no no, I have not. Uh, I thought Marvels was pretty fun until they got to the singing planet and then it was horrible. I was so bored and annoyed and even Kamala couldn't save. Uh, disagree hardcore. Yeah. Couldn't disagree with you anymore, actually, right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Macedo, thank you very much for your support. And thank you for your generosity. I really feel Monica got shafted in this movie. I feel Monica and Carol should have switched roles at the end and Monica became Captain Marvel. Also, Fantastic Four 13 Dinosaur Doom cover. Yes, Alex Ross drew, drew the D-Rex on my cover. <laughs> Uh, and it's dope. We'll talk more about that at the end. Okay. Uh, but uh, I disagree. I think that it was, uh, you know, there, there's a big moment in the post credits that gives, uh, that, that we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think was, was, I'm glad it was Monica's. Yeah. By uh, the way, everybody, I super appreciate everybody being really chill with spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Super chats. You guys are being mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. You're being great. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about it. In, right, so in, so, in, so in spoilers. This yeah, is spoilers. it. This is your last warning. Last warning. The for next spoilers. words out of our mouths, maybe a, a massive spoiler or not. Who knows? But it's coming. Yeah. It's um, coming. Yeah, I uh, uh so yeah. Um overall, I just enjoyed it. I didn't there was no point. You know, I, I saw I I I keep seeing it and I and people are really insistent that it's like they're just like no, you don't understand how bad it is. I need to explain it to you because if you didn't understand how bad it was, then like you must be like on the if tape. If you have you to explain stupid. to me that hard why it's bad, then I think you didn't that that you it's just a problem you have. Yeah. Like if that's really what it is that you feel that passionately that like everyone has to agree I'll with just you. Put in, put in your live feels, journal, pal. Yeah, like it just feels less of an opinion and more like a way of life for you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, there's no there's no helping. Be that. more chill. Right. But uh, yeah, as far oh, uh, let you know, I'll address the the controversy people are mentioning the, the singing planet. That's a controversy. Yeah, people were like, well, well, at least three people in the chat were like, it was the point of no return. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was it was so cringe. I I literally turned inside out, and I'm like. Was it like really re, re, that at that point? You don't mind when Thor did a full split and held two like motorcycles at bay while also doing like he was basically, uh, you know, becoming the mask in that movie. But but this was the point of no return where they go to an alien planet that doesn't matter. That's going to die. And then they like and then one character sings. It's not like there was a huge musical number in which Kamala, Monica and uh you know and carol do a choreographed sing song and dance number even if they did you know that happened in clerks too right also and that was also fun but like what because they're dudes it's cool like, it's not like there isn't a long history of science fiction shows having planets that have weird themes to them right like Actually, a gangster you, planet <laughs> right or like there's not there's there, there is a long history of like science of sci-fi slash fantasy entertainment having musical numbers in them like uh -huh. oh the point of like i i stopped watching buffy the vampire slayer because of the musical episode it was just so cringe that i just stopped watching it entirely 
You know, it was just it was just the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, come on. <laughs> it was also it was so short. It was so how short. could you possibly care and that much? And it didn't much? come back again. Right. It didn't come back again. We didn't overdo it. it. We were in, we're out and we moved on. There was actually a funny moment that was clearly as a result of editing, but like I liked it as a storytelling device where um, both uh, Monica has two drinks. And then at the end of the song, they're both empty. Yeah. And I want to believe that she just drank them herself. Yeah. She was just, just because like, she was like, because, I can't, I can't because there's also characters it. in the movie who are like, this sucks. Like they, they're there for you, man. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. No, also I, peacemakers, literally peacemaker opened. Thank you very much, Patty for like, being like peacemaker opens with a musical number, the entire show, every single episode yeah, and Sean no one Cena. skipped it. Right. He's the manliest man in the world. <laughs> And it's totally cool. No, it has nothing to do with being masculine. It's just cringe, okay? It's just when Marvel does it, it's cringe. When DC does it, it's baller. It's just, it, you know what it is? It's just, it's weird because it's just such a blip in the it, movie. It's so, it's a moment that I almost, <laughs> that that might not have made like, in the review. And then like within like five to 10 minutes after that, there's a big fight. Right. And then everyone <laughs> dies. Like, well, what do you, like, who cares? And that's the problem is like, you got to cut through all that noise in order to get to like an actual like thing you're, you're watching. Um, you know, my, I had my, my egregious part was I couldn't for the life of me remember why the saber ship needed to be evacuated. Like I'm watching, I'm watching the same movie you are. And I'm like, there's a fire thing. Okay, and I'm so like, if, what? And then if, it, it turns out it's because of the sun and the jump point. Yeah. I knew it was because of the jump point. And admittedly we saw it in our Adobe theater. And I think our Adobe theater isn't quite as well calibrated as it used to well, be. You know, the, yeah. Because I've noted that a, our theater kind of sucks. It does. But, like, I noted that sometimes, like, the dialogue just didn't feel like it was mixed properly. Yeah. There was also, like, a guy, like, you know, making all kinds of noises nearby. Yeah, there was but, one dude that just went, he just, he was that dude. No, yeah, I won't. I won't no, no, it's fine. Like, he was just totally, like, <clears throat> no, but it was just fine. Like, it's, but, like, I, I felt like that was less a fault of the movie and more a fault of the, we had we've had similar experiences there like i feel like um venom 2 i think had a similar issue venom 2 yeah it was impossible like, it, it was it was, venom just 2 poorly, was just too loud it was, yeah, it was, poorly it was badly mixed. mixed i couldn't hear dialogue but i think that had to do with our theater experience so like i i, I think some of the dialogue lines got dropped a yeah. little bit but regardless i i did figure that out yes. while we were watching i was like oh yeah. it's, it's clear that i was really happened. worried by the way somebody boy mm-hmm. mentioned the jump point technology that's like a carryover from like you know it was in guardians it was in yeah i, I think it was established in either guardians 2 yeah guardians 2 it's established and then it's like used in infinity war and endgame mm. i was really worried they were gonna break it you know when like the thing breaks i was like oh jesus right like this because one one major criticism i have with the mcu is that like they keep breaking shit and taking it away yeah you're know, like shield or Hydra or like certain technologies yeah. or certain characters. They're just like, instead of putting it over there and just late, saving it for a rainy day, we have to kill it. Got to kill it, make it never happen. Villains. And I was really worried that the jump point was going to be one of those things. And they're like, right. yeah, it's too unbelievable that they could jump point for David. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like no, it. but it was just, it was just a MacGuffin. But uh, yeah, it was nice. So yeah. Um, th- so that was one of my, crit- I was like, what the hell? Like, and then I'm like, this is our B plot. This is our like, we need to deal with them. Yeah. I didn't realize that the people who were working on the satellite were as guardians. That's oh why that guy gosh, was like three hundred dollars or three hundred so years old. Sent, like so much percent. Right. Yes. Yeah. I didn't of either. Course. I was like, oh, duh, because they're spacefaring people. Like they know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, that was a great moment though. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm three hundred and twenty-five years old. Oh, you're the same age. Yeah, so like funny. huge shout out to the rest of the cast from the Ms. Marvel show. Yes, Her although family. I, th- I think the dad got recast. No, 
I think he did. No, I think I think it's the same guy. I'd heard that there was some controversy oh, with like the dad really? from season from the season of Ms. Marvel. You'll have to correct me in the chat. I don't know, but, but, his, uh, but her, the, her the, mom is incredible. Oh no, she's wonderful. Yeah, uh, Zenobia. Yeah, Shroff. Yeah, she's incredible. Yep. Sagar Shike. I apologize, literally to everybody, because I'm just really bad at pronouncing names. Um, they're just like her brother. Incredible. Yep. So so incredible. Yeah. Oh, it is the same dude. Thank okay, you. Okay, great. I it is. Like, Thank no, you. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Damn it, Hudson. <laughs> he told me that the other the other guy got the uh, whatever. Anyway. Oh. No, but moving he's, on. He's he's great. He's great. He's great. No, everybody was great uh, and delightful. I really loved. Um, giving fury a foil like that yeah like throwing him into like you have to deal with a family now like now you're not just dealing with avengers right or like spider-man mm -hmm. you're which dealing... he doesn't even meet he's right. never met spider-man but like but you know regardless but like yeah. but you have to deal with her family yes and like her safety is important to them right like, they're gonna they're gonna take you to task also you're in space with them yeah yeah, yeah. you know just just i really like that dynamic of keeping them in i uh, clearly you know, they recognize the strength of their casting mm -hmm. and, you know, they didn't have a lot to do, right. but what they did have to do, I, I, they kind of stole the show at times. They did. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Uh, you, you, you really liked uh, Fury's um, bit I, of business that he had. Yeah. Okay. So like I am convinced and maybe there's something about it and I really hope there's some sort of behind the scenes. I am convinced that Samuel L. Jackson was like, if we're going to have cats on set, I will be holding one every time yes like if there is <laughs> if i see a cat i need to be able to hold scene, it i'm holding the cat that's happening yes right because there is a moment near um the the final encounter yeah um where you know her family is going like hey like we know you have to go do this is really powerful moment between kamala and her mother you know if you had watched the show you know like the history there but even if you didn't you feel this like her letting her daughter go, her letting her daughter grow up and knowing the role that she has. Freaking amazing, right? Yeah. And in the background, all I can see is Nick Fury holding a kitten. Yeah. And just like petting it. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, Sam? Right. He's like, I checked out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am here for these cats. And I, I love it. I love that element of Nick Fury's character that he's yeah. like, and I love cats. Right. And if Even there's if any they're kittens, not cats, I want to... Like, yeah, I don't care. Right. And if they're kittens, I want to, I'm, I'm going to want to hold one. Yeah. Like, can we, I'm, I'm thinking in this scene, we're going to need at least two kittens. Right. And they're like, and Nick Fury has to be holding right. one. And you can imagine them being like, Nick, Sam, most of them are going to be CG cats. Like yeah. we're not going to, they're not going to be on set. But I'm feeling like on set. Well, like, I'm, I'm not really going to be in the scene unless there's a real kitten in my hands at all times. And I feel like that's the only we way can I make can a get few. the character. All right. We can get a couple on <laughs> But delightful that whole that whole sequence. So now you can talk about the the the, the flurkin sequence, which yeah. I was like, once they like they establish it in the in the fight scene at Kamala's house, you know that flurkins can eat people and then or regurgitate eat them. And then regurgitate them and they're fine. And they're fine. And then like the uh, they, like, the setup of like of, of, of goose being pregnant. pregnant. Yep. And and, and it, tribbling the, uh, the 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 satellite. Yeah, and I I was just I was like I apparently I had missed any sort of information that there was going to be kittens in this. Yeah. Like I saw one trailer. I don't remember that sequence. So we're watching this. I'm like, Oh my God, that's going to be the post credit scene. Right. Is, is that, that she had kittens. Right. I'm so excited for this. Mm -hmm. And the movie's like leading up. And then I'm like, Oh my God, is this happening? Mm -hmm. Is this happening? So when they get back and the plan is that they have to get everyone off the ship, you know, they only have, they have X amount of life pods. Right. Essentially. It's like the Titanic. Yeah. How are we going to do Which, this? Like, what did you do? I think, it's, I, I think like, it's just that some there of them, was a broken thing yes. or yeah, whatever. Um, and you know, you know, Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel shows up. She sees one of the kittens eat a person and she's like, 
like trying to discipline them to make them like let him go come on come yeah, on yeah. And Nick's like what are you doing right explains the plan and she's like so you're hurting cats yeah the whole thing like mm -hmm. that the plan is the kittens are gonna go and consume people because we can we can we fit can, more we can cats. fit more kittens in an escape pod than you can people yeah brilliant plan by the way i brilliant know i love use it. of the florkins um but then to literally play memory from cats yeah like i i think i laughed the loudest in the theater i was like wow this is the best use of the song cats in a movie ever yes <laughs> knowing full well that there is a movie called cats that has that song but like slowing them like just kittens running and like you know what that is exactly what having iman Vellani in your movie allows you to do because yes. you have a movie with a character that has this joy and you get to have these moments yeah. right and to contrast them with captain marvel's like you know background her desire to do right her her, her actions having created something that she didn't want to see happen the yeah. fallout from those actions and to have this levity on the side where it's like you know ms marvel is recognizing the like like scary in the show they do this too but like really this is like people are dying they're making hard choices yep. you know her getting that like understanding of what it means to be a hero and captain marvel seeing this hope and this light and so to have this sequence yeah really just like i'm like no this makes total sense yeah because and it encapsulates the rest of the, the, the sensation totally. of the film and thematically like having or or synergistically having like a character like the the, the place that captain marvel is in mm -hmm. in this movie where she has earned this title of the annihilator she's like her, her adoptive home has rejected her she has doomed it to destruction yep she feels like she is not hopeful she does not represent hope. In fact, there's like literally like a galaxy wide nickname for her. Yep. And it's the opposite of, uh, you know, of what she wants. Uh, and then to see this like totemic example, this of, of a young person who's taken on her, 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 you know, identity basically, or her ideals and, and sees only the good, you know, it's a really like powerful message and it really works for like, it informs, you know, Ms. Marvel's character, but it also helps to like push, captain marvel to grow into the person that she doesn't believe she mm -hmm. could be anymore like there's a lot of really cool stuff yeah. in there i'm like wow yeah that's really nice and it, again without any character being like you're the person that represents what i could be or you i didn't think that anyone could ever believe in me again there's no moment like that because we have it in the movie in like intrinsically in the dna of the flick we're watching yeah no but, and, like, yeah but that's why like the the flirk and kitten scene right really really works for me because it's just it's it, it it matches the tone. Yeah, there's no scene. Where it's like they're in a dire situation and this adorable like mm -hmm. solution is chasing after you. Right. And you have like a, a you know, the announcement being like, dude, stop running from the Flurkins. Allow, <laughs> Allow the, the Flurkins to, to eat, eat you. you. You know, if you're if you grew up playing Portal, that type of humor is gonna hit you, yes. right? In in just in the right way. It's just it is joyful mm -hmm. while being surrounded by like utter doom absolutely which, like i really appreciate it and you would think that having a movie with a trio of protagonists might be hard to balance it right but i appreciate it it's like these three characters have a relationship yes. right and the, the more difficult one is the monica rambeau iman well, like, or both... marvel like relationship but they make it work yeah I, like we don't really see a lot a ton of interaction between ms marvel and 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 photon right slash captain marvel slash whatever her name would be right um, but the the what is there i think works because the, the reality is both of them want something from mm -hmm. carol yes right like yes. both of them want something from carol one wants a men both of them want a mentor yeah 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 you know and also 
like one of them wants like you know absolution yeah. or they want to provide that and the other one just wants uh, acceptance yes you know and they both get it inevitably through this like circumstance that is against their will that they use and powerfully you, you know in a way that doesn't make i don't think and, and again like i didn't hear any negativity negativity about that no no it's interesting like their ability to master their their power trading yeah which, and i think it's because it's earned because throughout the whole like first third of the movie i think it's like it's like maybe almost half like, yeah like it's 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 frustrating it's difficult and it's like and it's, it's an inconvenience yes and they were like let's take this 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 inconvenience and turn it into like a power yeah like to like a leg up i would say you could also look at the relationship in another light where uh, monica and kamala see something in carol that carol can't see in herself definitely and you know it's, it's up like they help to draw that out like they help her to realize that that you know yes maybe she has failed or maybe her actions didn't create what she wanted to but that happens to a lot of people mm -hmm. um and that doesn't mean that you hide and abandon them right you know, you right. know let people help you let your family in and yeah. I, I was like that that's it's just really cool you know kamala obviously comes from a very strong family unit you you we see that evident monica doesn't have any family at all right you know um, and, and so they both have these like, you know, just different backgrounds that are coming at Carol and Carol's kind of like, I just like being alone with my cat because the cat can't judge me. Exactly. Even yeah. though we all know. We all know that Flurkins. they are. No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bionic Kasai says, uh, so happy to, to, that you like the movie. I love it. And the hate has been really bumming me out. Really hope you both like it. I'm glad you did. Uh, I, I've read a bit of the hate cause I was like, I wanted to just, just know what was out there mm -hmm. and you know, People have, everyone has a right to their Exactly. I'm not going to dismiss out of hand things. people's criticisms of, of a movie, especially one that like is not like this ain't Shakespeare. No. You know, and it's no not one, even Iron Man. And no but, one's pretending that it is. I'm not saying like, for what the, this, the, for what this movie is, I really enjoy Exactly. It, the same right? way like I, Far From Home. Yeah. It's not a Spider-Man movie I wanted. Right. But the movie that they made is effective and capable. Like mm. it, it is the movie they wanted to make. And it features Spider-Man. I enjoyed it. And I had to divorce myself from my expectations because clearly everybody's expectations is to just have Spider-Man 2 every day. But, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. Yes. But it was still a movie that managed to to succeed in its execution. This is one of those things too. But again, I didn't ask for a Marvel's movie. So it was like, I just got to enjoy it as it was. Yeah. I, had no ex I had no preconceived expectations. And I think another part of it is that people had expectations for Marvel and this is the next one. Yeah. And people were like, damn it. Well, like, this isn't going to be I, the fix that I, we need. It's interesting because it's like, you know, a lot of people are saying the praises of Guardians 3, but that's also like an ending. That, and that, like, the Guardians movies have, like, work very hard to be almost isolated from the rest of for the sure, narrative. For sure. Um, and, and so I think more what people had in the back of their minds was you know see if you were a marvel fan it was secret invasion it was ant-man it was maybe the doctor strange movie if you weren't a yeah fan multiverse of madness yeah yeah like there was just too many things that might be souring people mm -hmm. and this movie isn't trying to like set up a kang it's not trying to you know further whatever the next like leg of the phase right. has or there, redeem some like mistake that people might have like right. perceived the marvel made there is like a moment at the very end that's like oh the hints at something they might be doing but the overall movie is just three characters coming together who all have a link in comics yeah you know meeting each other for the first time mm -hmm. 
and you know how that how that interaction might go it, yeah. it's it's a basic plot right it's a shame it couldn't have been the first captain marvel movie i think that yeah. people would have really accepted this if this was but it, it, it wouldn't work because it is a sequel yeah you you needed you need you, to know who ms marvel is in some way you yeah, need you, to have already established captain yep. marvel first yep for sure um yeah uh samuel force you said marvel's projects are lower quality do you think it will improve it is it doomed to be star wars meets dceu no, I, I think that the thing is, like, I think that Loki and 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 this movie are actually good indications that we're in a a, pl a good place. Yeah, I also hopefully I, I liked Hawkeye. I liked Wandavision. I, yeah. you know, I, I there were a lot of I liked Eternals, which may invalidate all of my opinions according to some people, which I couldn't care less. Eat me, but like, I liked Eternals. You know, I think that was a really good entry into the into that universe, despite the fact that I think the Eternals are one of the most boring properties I've ever seen in my life. Right, right. You know, right. I, I genuinely thought it was like I I was like this is a good idea and at a good execution the director had like a real vision and, and executed it well and the you can't tell me that the cg in in eternals isn't better than quantumania like it's way better yeah you know and it's because of like the way that they handled and the way the director and the like people involved shot and made that movie but uh no i don't mm. think it's i don't think that marvel i think marvel has been resting on their laurels too long and i think that their tv shows are clearly the real blemishes in their like you know archive yeah but uh you know like like she hulk you know i liked she hulk as much as i could but there are some elements that just don't work or they didn't work well enough or mm -hmm. you know, 25 million dollars an episode is a little steep yeah, yeah, yeah and and especially for you having cardboard cutouts supporting cast members like i that was one of my biggest criticisms the entire time of she hulk was mm -hmm. like you know she hulk is kind of clearly defined but no one else is yeah and like and and they knew it because they threw daredevil at us they're like here's daredevil please don't pay attention to the fact that like Literally nobody else has a personality. Right, right. Uh, sound by shame. Kamp up woo. Woo to you too. Thanks for your support. Uh, enjoyed the movie. Had fun regardless of the weak plot and villain. My question is, why is the CG so clean and polished? The first scene on that planet, where did the dirt, where's the dirt and grime? Yeah. Just, you know, there's, yeah. I saw there were like at least three different VFX departments working on it. And God knows what, who did what and how. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. It's nine times out of ten, I don't notice that stuff until we see it later on yeah. a different screen, right? Because I, they're made to be seen on a, on a movie screen. So yeah, I'm like, it, that's the thing with Marvel. That's the thing with the Marvel space universe. Yeah, Star Wars, like Andor, has dirt on everything. Real Star Wars, like the first trilogy, has dirt on everything. Hell, yeah. even some of the prequels have dirt all over stuff. Uh, Marvel is very clean and polished. Marvel is very much like that. Like, yeah, I, I, Mar it's a superhero look. It's you know? a superhero look. It, it's it's the Marvel superhero look. Um, cat lawyer uh ms marvel was a show stealer yes she was she took completely stole the show absolutely the end made me absolutely. think of what you guys said recently about cameos feeling unearned i think i need loki to kill the multi kill the multiverse eh. uh cj c pop woo woo to you too thank Thanks you for CJ. thank you thank you uh, switching places fight scenes was great exactly yeah no i i couldn't help but like in the beginning that first sequence of the three of them switching i yeah. can't imagine how much fun the choreographers must have had with that or how difficult it must have been to sequence that out where it's like okay we have to film this part of this sequence with this or maybe they just filmed the whole sequence with one actress and then and then reshot i don't it. know I, I i was just i really liked it quite a bit yeah just good stuff right good stuff uh, and uh, Adam Thenhouse, uh, uh, glad to know if Fury doesn't hold a grudge, he still snuggles with a flurkin. It's true. Freaking yeah. yes. Um, I still don't like them. I still wish that they saved the eye patch reveal for Wolverine. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, but I loved that. Um, oh, so let's talk about the post-credit scenes before we end the show. Absolutely. Uh, post-credit. Oh, oh. Any last thoughts? 
that like just overall? Oh, I just I I wanted you know I loved it. I wish that they established what you know uh, Monica Rambeau's code name. Uh, I know we teased it, but we didn't really get it. I don't think anybody said it unless I lost it in the in the sound. No, I don't think so. I I'm wondering if what they'll do is is hold it off for someone else to give her that. Right, and, that's fine with and me. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but uh, that was cool. Yeah, um, quite a bit. But I liked her a lot. I loved all of them, and and uh, I found uh, Carol was a lot easier to like embrace as a character in this one versus previous iterations, and I think that's all because of the execution of the flick. Um, you know, because Marvel sold the show. I just feel like. Um, I had no problem with her the first no, yeah, time yeah. through either, but I feel like it this pays off where she came from. You know what I mean? Like you needed the background of the first movie in order for her to be in the headspace she's in here, mm-hmm. in order to allow for the growth of the character. Right. You know, almost like you have a character who can change and whatever. Exactly. So, so yeah, I uh, uh, talking about the the end credits scene or the end of the movie scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I guarantee was going to be the mid-credit scene. Mm. Uh, was uh, Ms. Marvel goes to meet Kate Bishop, and she's like, "We're putting a team together, maybe." That was I. How does she know what Fury did? Maybe she asked him. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Um, her, her, and, her own little well, well, well. Exactly, so funny. Uh, and I love seeing Kate Bishop because I think that she's just amazing. Uh, I just I want to see more Kate Bishop, Hawkeye in yeah. the. Marvel Universe, I'm like, finally, let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. She references Ant-Man's daughter. We could be doing Young Avengers. We could be doing A-Force. I don't know. I don't care. I assume it's Young Avengers. Right. I want more. I want that. Yeah. That's what I, like, That's that was a Marvel post-credit scene that I am in for. Yeah. People in the theater were like, oh, not us. Like, people were, because our theater was pretty crowded. It wasn't wasn't the ghost town that people on Twitter would have you believe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that was cute. I really enjoyed that. I and I'm just like I'm just here for more for more Hawkeye. Yeah. Like put Kate Bishop in one of these things. You know, let's go. Um, yeah, but that was great. I love her being like you know talking about kids. Yes, and she's like I'm 23. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a child. <laughs> but uh, that was great. Um, yeah, and then we get to the the big one, the, the big... actual one, which I Sal apparently had been spoiled on, and I wasn't. Yeah, TikTok just showed a picture of the character. Like it wasn't even a video. It was just a still. That was just a TikTok video. Wow. Okay. I was like, oh, cool. I I legitimately like gasped yeah. at that. Um, gasped. Right? So Beast. Yeah. Well, Monica Monica has to close the portal on the other side of another universe. She ends up in the Fox universe or a Fox universe. Uh, she gets picked up by that universe's uh, binary, formerly uh, Captain Marvel, but uh, yeah. You know, and played by uh, the uh, Monica's mom, yeah, slash the Captain Marvel of that universe from uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, with the uh, well, I, I they couldn't pull them from anywhere actually. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I have a theory about that, and it's not really a theory so much as just my opinion. But like, um, you know, so she gets she she gets pulled out of space. Uh, she gets brought to the Xavier Mansion because we see the basement, we see the X on the wall. Uh, or the X door mm. uh, and uh, beast is checking her out. And, uh, and we have one of the most emotional scenes in the entire movie. Yeah. That was, I insane. couldn't believe how I felt watching that sequence. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, I, uh, we're just, and I'm glad we had it before we do the reveal of beast. Yes. Because 100%. it was just like a moment. Cause I didn't want to be like upset or thinking about stuff while beast is like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. but uh you know monica's face to face with her freaking dead mom yeah 
just whoa yeah and then uh, and then beast like yeah <laughs> and i'm here too and, and I, I look more comic book accurate than i did when i was yes. uh, when i had practical effects on my face yes uh, and that's great too because it allows for kelsey Grammer to just voice some stunt person to play him. uh-huh <laughs> you know uh but uh and again you know he looks like a cg bear like he looks cg he looks very cg i sure. i feel like they probably finished it yesterday you know what i mean like I, I guarantee it's not a finished thing but even if it is you know that's how it is nowadays i yeah. hate it and it sucks and i want it to be practical but again he looks like dog shit in the fucking x-men movies so i'm not really that upset that he looks more compact accurate but also more like a cartoon character right this is the way of things now i'm yeah. just stuck watching cg bears they will never get a real bear they'll never get a costume for a bear they're never gonna get the fur right for bears I'm sorry. and they're never gonna get beast to look like a freaking real beast I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry it's a shame but whatever but uh yeah, so, and he's just like, okay, what? I'm in the movie. Like, there's no real general. There, there's we're not getting anything. There's no dialogue that really reveals anything, except that the professor's there. Uh, so we know this is not the multiverse of madness universe. I mean, it could be. Professor X freaking got his jaw ripped off by Wanda. But it could be universe. beforehand. We don't know. I, that universe is dead. Yeah, it's true. That universe <laughs> is old. no. I, the way I look at it, I think that the way they're going to try to do this is that the if we are building to incursions and we're building to the secret wars, mm -hmm. there's going to be two universes left and the two universes are going to be the Fox universe and the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. And the Fox universe will have basically all the other characters from any ancillary things like Ben Affleck, Daredevil right. or, or, or Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Although yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man is going to be like the exception where it's like the spider verse is separate from the Marvel Fox, Fox averse. Right. 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 But, uh, I think that the way they're looking at it and the way that I'm looking at it is that like, it's essentially they're treating it like when the Marvel Cinematic Universe started, it was Iron Man. And as they moved forward, they added more characters and the universe got expansive and, and more revealed about like that universe and, and all the crap in it on all the characters and all the like expansive stuff. The Fox verse did the same thing that like, even though the Fox universe stopped making movies, the universe kept expanding. So like binary did appear in that universe. If the universe kept going forward, like there, there are Shi'ar in that universe. There are Sentinels in that universe. Like it did all the, it, it marveled the same way that the MCU did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we just didn't see it. Right, right, right. So like Beast looks like real Beast now. And like Professor X, maybe it's James McAvoy in a bald cap. You know, because mm -hmm. Patrick Stewart is friggin' old. He's old. He's and he did, old. and he did, we did the thing. We did the Professor then. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe we'll mix and match. Like Nichols Holt is out as Beast. Kelsey Grammer's in as like the physical beast, you know, voice actor. Yeah. But like yeah, James yeah, McAvoy yeah. will be Professor X because he's a little older and, you know, his voice isn't shot. Mm. You know, like who knows? But I think that's the way they're treating it. There's like, there's sure. going to be two prime universes, the Fox one and the, oh, and they met like the Tim Story, Fantastic Four or something like, you know what I mean? Like sure. they're, they're, it's those things. I don't know. But, uh, but that's the thing about that mid credit scene is that it's getting you, hopefully, you see, if you saw it, it would get people talking. Yeah, because you, you're wondering, what, what is this? What is this? And, and, that, I, and that was, that's what's so nice about that post credit scene is that it, it's just like a little, it's not like saying, and now we will be doing this. They're like, you're like, what, 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 what? Yeah. What, what's happening? Right, exactly. So like, that was fun. Uh, we also got like an almost comic book accurate costume for binary, which I was right? like, wow, I still don't like that suit, but, and there it is. <laughs> I never liked the binary suit. Nothing to do with who plays him or play, who plays or who wears it. Just didn't like, just it, like it's just It's just not a very good suit. I prefer the Ms. Marvel suit or the, you know, the Ms. Marvel uh, or binary suit. Mm. Eh, she was binary then too. Yeah. The one with the hip thing. Sure. Meh. Either one. 
you know <laughs> there, there's the there's the full body one and then there's the uh and then there's yeah they're all full body yeah it doesn't matter they're, i like those the binary suit is fun though it was cool to see it yeah i'm sure it'll change by the time we see it next time. oh i'm, I'm sure but, uh, no but yeah that was cool yeah um, i mean it's you know it's interesting that that sim- that one scene says a lot and it makes you question a lot obviously in that universe she never had monica right well because she became captain marvel instead or binary yeah but yeah, so that's neat. Oh, and uh, yeah, so this this universe will not be the multiverse madness universe, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but hey, but that's maybe I'm wondering might give her her name. Yes. Oh, her mom. Yes, her mom will tell her. Yeah. 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 That would be nice. Wouldn't be that really be cool. nice? I love that. <laughs> I think I think if we're ever going to see the payoff to this, it will be in Deadpool three. Yeah, maybe that's how she gets back. Yeah. Like Deadpool's like, come on. Right. <laughs> That'll be the post credit scene. Let's go. I don't know. There's a there's a lot riding on Deadpool three. I think that it feels it feels like it. I, I think that Deadpool three. Like I think Deadpool three might make a billion dollars. It could. I don't know. I, I think that the I I want to believe those days are over. It's hard to tell, but like, I mean, I like, think it's I think there's... it's obscene to ass, to assume every one of these movies is going to make a billion dollars. I think it, it's ridiculous. I agree. But I, I but I also I, think that more people. I are think it's going to do very well for a number of reasons. Yes. Um. You know. People are hungry for good Marvel. People are hungry for an exciting. Well, if they're hungry for good Marvel, they should, they go, should see go see the Marvels. This, but there's reasons they're not going to do that. Too. Yeah. Um, but I would say part of the reason that um, Deadpool 3 will probably do really well is that the, Ryan Reynolds is, he can't help himself. He's just a good marketer. Yeah. Like he's just a good marketer. And like that movie is also going to come out when there isn't. Thank you. Um, a, I was going to do that eventually. No, it's fine. Uh, there was, a, it's not going to be going out during a strike. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, everyone will be able to blitz the friggin' so, like, like, that's, red carpet. That's not helping. And so, like, you know, a lot of people's negativity mm-hmm. towards this could also just be because it's like, well, no one's going to see it because I'm looking at these numbers. And it's like, well, this movie also didn't get to advertise like a movie normally would. Right. At all. No. Like, if, at all. If we had put these three in the chair on any late night show in front of video. It might have done better. Maybe playing with kittens like the Keanu Reeves uh, video where he's playing with puppies. Yeah, like, playing you with know. Florkins. Yeah. I mean, if I were Marvel, I would have done that the day after they friggin' ended the strike. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah man, I uh, I dig it. I, 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 I enjoyed it. You know, is it my favorite Marvel movie? No, but like, it doesn't like I don't really have one anymore. I don't worry about favorites. Exactly. You never like each day of the week. I could be like, oh, I really want, I want to see this. I really want to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It was just fun. I just I wanted something fun. Right. And it is. And that and like in that moment, that's exactly what right. I got. Despite so the fact hooray. that pla- like the planets are being destroyed, it's very low stakes, fun, genuine attempt to entertain you. It's like you know what it is. It just there's a nostalgia factor to it because the the runtime of it. Plus the like way that the nature of the movie makes it feel like kind of more of a classic action flick Yeah, where it's like the good guys are going to be good and they're going to do the right thing and they're going to make sacrifices and we're going to have a couple laughs along the way. And like, mm-hmm. there was just something very comforting about that. And I, I, you know, I just really had a good time with it. I agree. So yeah, I think uh, if you're, if you're looking for something to do this week slash weekend, go check out the Marvels, like check it out. I think it's worth it, especially, and look, you're going to have seats and you might be able to catch a matinee if you're really not looking to spend too much. But mm. like, I think it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's worth seeing in the theaters. And and again, as I said, uh, there's no post post credit scene. So you can leave after no, you see just some meowing. Yeah, just some, <laughs> it, it meows and it's like, oh, that's cute. Or purrs, I don't remember. It purrs and meows. I think it's just cats. It's but just yeah. cute, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, any closing thoughts? Any other, uh, uh, you know, things to say yeah, about really that movie? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, more from these characters, especially, um, you know, from Ms. Marvel. I, yeah. You know, I, I think she's got a bright future ahead of her. I, I think 
just the um, commitment she brings to her character, her positivity, the way she's able to like really just, you know, encapsulate the character and also, you know, cares about the comics themselves. It it means a lot. I think Mm -hmm. it means a lot. And, and I, and I wish people understood that, that it's like, do you know how many of these other actors barely know anything about the comics that they come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and here you have an actress who's just like, I'm writing one of them. Right. <laughs> that's true. Like, that's yeah. really cool. Like, I if, agree. If you're going to, if you're, if everyone's willing to give Paul Dano so much praise because he wrote a, he co-wrote a Riddler book or yes. wrote a Riddler book, whatever, mm-hmm. um, after playing the Riddler, yeah. then you got to give the same credit to her for writing Ms. Marvel. I agree. Yeah, she's co-writing it also. Co-writing it. But uh, yeah. yeah, just 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 to point that yeah. out. Yeah. But uh, uh, Girk Pactus, uh, I hated the movie, but excited for you on Avengers. I'm shocked. Totally shocked. <laughs> BB Metalhead 04, Ms. Marvel. Get in, loser. We're former super team. Exactly. That's so That is correct. what this book is. Uh, that, that movie is. Hulkzilla, yeah. glad you enjoyed the movie. Now I'm excited to watch it myself. I don't mind spoilers. Always better to enjoy something than just stew in pessimistic bile. Agree. Can't argue with that. Thank you very much. Myself. Rivi, uh, my first thought was, I wonder if this beast is an evil monster too. Boy. I think there couldn't possibly be a worse beast than the one that's being currently established in the actual main universe of Marvel. <laughs> Sound by Shane. Thanks for your support. We Thank appreciate you. it. And Dex Baker. I was already planning to see this eventually, but you sold the movie to me. Here's your check from Disney. Exactly. Oh, thank you very much. But let me know what you think, by the way, Dex. If you do, if you end up watching this movie because you saw this review, let us know in the comments yeah. down below or in the chat for the next episode, which will be this Monday. Yeah. Uh, you know, around 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between 5 oh, and 6. Oh, we are? Oh, was it? Okay. No, oh, that's right. No, we might. We, we probably not. No, but, we might. Uh, no. We should. Well, put it in the comments down below and yeah. uh, let us know what you think about, uh, you know, whether we were uh, right or not. Yeah. And again, just go. It's just action. It's fun. Yeah. Just, just go in hoping to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think. Oh man, out. on our comic book review show, exactly crazy. Batman and Robin three is coming out. You got to check that out. Uh, if you're interested in D Rex, Fantastic Four thirteen is also there. Uh, Immortal Thor four. It's a good. It's a good read. It's ridiculous. Uh, Al Ewing. Why not check that out? Uh, Blade five. If you were ever wondering about Blade, read the last four issues of Blade and get back on the horse. Uh, Spirit Spider Man number one is coming out, which would be cool to see. Uh, I'm I'm. I read that like preview book and we'll see how this fares as well. Um, let's see. Alien one is coming out. There's another alien reboot uh, coming out from, of course, uh, 20th century comics or whatever the hell uh, D- uh, Tom King has a super sad book from boom studios called animal pound. Uh, that is I'm not reading that. No, it's, it's animal farm, but in a I'm not animal shelter, I'm just, I'm just not reading. So it'll that. be super miserable and nah, depressing. No, nah, I'm um, sure it's great, but no, I can't, yeah. I can't do that, man. Oh. And uh, I got a lot. Yeah. And I believe that's it from me, but uh, we'll see what Tiffany has to say. Okay. Let's, let's, I didn't, I barely could look at them as you were like flying past them. Ghost Rider number 20 will be coming out. So I'm hey. going to definitely be grabbing that. Uh, Dark X Men number four. <laughs> Chasm. Hey, Chasm. Oh, I should point out we didn't. I couldn't find the actual data. I wanted to really quick. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I I didn't find any support for a quote that I uh, paraphrased that I saw. I believe on Reddit, but I again, and I asked people to point it out if they could, which they didn't. Uh, but they did stitch it on Twitter and uh, cause a lot of bullshit. But I should point out that like, oh, did you get in trouble? I didn't get in trouble out loud, but I'm sure that like I'm blacklisted somewhere. But like I. If you have a like, I had a problem with like the use of Chasm, with the use of Ben Riley, with the with the direction of the Spider-Man line. Uh, 
But one thing you should never do is attack the creatives involved. You can be mad. You can go on r slash Spider-Man and complain with the rest of them, or you could go on r slash comic books and make a friggin' like stink about that or go on Twitter and complain endlessly, but like, or make your own podcast where you can, you know, try to monetize it. But like, don't tweet at send letters to, or vaguely threaten anyone involved in any regard for any reason, but especially in this context where like people whose names are out there because they want credit for the work they're doing uh, are, are being used by people who don't understand the difference between fiction and reality. You don't say things like I'm going to blow up an office on Twitter without no. repercussions. You don't say things like I'm going to kill so-and-so without repercussions, or at least without like the context of I'm creating fear and I'm instilling terror and I'm like freaking people out or I'm, or even if I, if people understand where they like, where, you know, that it's, that it's a vague fake, you know, hyperbolic threat, you know, you don't get to decide whether that's true or not. You don't get to decide how people are going to interpret your insane ramblings or like, or, or, or non, you know, meaning threats. So keep that shit to yourself. All right. And don't do that. And especially don't do it. Subtweeting me. Oh yeah. You know, don't use, what? don't use me as some kind of a, of a, of a mouthpiece for your insanity right? keep that shit to yourself. It's just like, you know, I don't mind when moments, you know, I'll stand by what I say, you know, but w don't take moments from the show and put it on Twitter and then go like, this is a thing that makes me want to kill someone. That's a, that, that is sick. And, yeah. and, and, and you genuinely need help. And I don't believe that, there, that you should be hurt or, or, you know, or, or punished for your actions. I think you need to get serious mental help. If you, if you think that's an appropriate response to what happens to a fictional character you have no actual viable stake in. For a comic book, you probably don't even buy. So anyway, what else is coming up? Um, <laughs> uh, Hexagon Bridge number hey! three is coming out. I, uh, this is Richard Blake. Uh, art and uh, writing on that one. Love this book a lot. I know, I know. Um, I just I didn't realize this was an ongoing series, and I did not get a chance to read the first one, but I own it. But I just want to I just want to point out if you read Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos, there's a second issue. What? Why? I guess it's an ongoing, All right. or at least a mini. It has more than one issue. Yeah, there's more than two issues. Oh. It has more than okay. It's like four it's, issue. Looks mini. like at least four. It's a four potentially four issue mini or more. Who knows? I don't know. That's of, of Cap that's, Wolf and the Howling Command. Yeah, that exactly, exactly that. Um, there's a whole bunch of like indie books that are coming out that I might want to check out, but I want to give a shout out to one of them in particular. Please um, do. I'm I, I I have to go to a comic book store and get a copy of this. One hundred percent. It needs to happen. Did you mention Spine Tingling Spider Man? I did not. Oh, is that coming out? Where is that? Oh, <gasps> spine tingling Spider-Man number two is coming out. Frickin' Saladin Ahmed, Juan Ferreira on art. Man, this book took a hard left in the last yes, issue. It did. And I am here for it. I'm very excited for that. I also want to give a shout out. I didn't I just checking this out. There's a Deadpool book coming out, coming seven uh, called Seven Slaughters Number One. Oh, cool. It's like got a whole bunch of people writing it. Wow. Gail look at Simone, that. Cullen Bunn, Rob Liefeld. Greg Land is doing some art in oh, this. Oh, wonderful. But like for those people who love Deadpool and just want more, yeah. 
maybe this is something you're looking for, right? Right. The indie book I'm talking about, like, I have to get a copy of uh, is an image book that's coming out called The Deviant. It's a Christmas story. Ooh. By James Tynan IV. As snow falls over Milwaukee in 1972, a bloodstained Santa Claus commits unimaginable atrocities. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're doing a horror, a snow horror book set at Christmas. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reading that a hundred percent. So I'm sure it'd be creepy and horrible. Um, I, I love the first cover. The cover of that first issue is just, it is fire. Yeah. It is just, it's incredible. So I'm going to need that. Totally. Um, Hopefully that's good. I'll put it on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, everybody. We want to thank you so much for watching. Uh, I should point out, you know, listen, I, 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 you know, I'm only talking to people who probably don't even watch the show when I'm like getting upset about that. No, that's fine. We've, we fostered an amazing community, and yeah, I, I would you hate you guys are awesome. You guys are amazing, and you're, you, you support us, and, and more importantly, you, you understand spoilers during the, yeah, the show. You're cool. You're, we, we've, we've created a really amazing community. You guys are amazing, and and uh, thoughtful, and intelligent, and you know, passionate and emotional, and it, it, it it's wonderful. It's a joy to do this job. But, you know, if you're going to clip something, <laughs> you know what I mean? At least watch the rest of the show. But uh, thank you very much to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. Uh, you kept yeah. the riffraff out of here. Uh, and, of course, uh, and when I say riffraff, I mean, like, you know, any any corporate messery. Yeah. But uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Make sure to watch Tivity on Twitch.tv slash Comipop or YouTube.com slash at Comipop Plays. All links are in the description below this video. If you're interested in following us anywhere else, of course, supporting us. Uh, helps us out by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, or going to patreon.com slash comic pop. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Uh, or for the following week, we'll see uh, on here at uh, Comic Pop Returns. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.